across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. So it's kind of, it's Friday and I'm tired. I'm guessing you might be tired as well or you might not be tired. I don't know. And I've put on a pair of jeans that I've not worn for a while and it turns out I can't do the top button up so I'm getting fat. So, you know, I mean, it's just one of those kind of evenings. I have literally nothing to talk about. There's very, very little of interest or disinterest in the papers. So, I guess we're just going to see what happens for the next three hours, shall we? All right. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Four four nine nine one thousand. So it's Friday. It's um, uh, what what month is it? May. I'm feeling tired. I'm feeling fat. I'm feeling a bit, uh, just a bit, you know. Uh, I put on these jeans for the first time in um, uh, well, only in about three weeks, and uh, I can't do the top button up. Imagine that. Imagine that. What a fat git. So we're going to have to do something about that. Not tonight. I'll be, um, I'll be uh, expecting quite a lot of uh, things. So tonight, right, the vibe is not strong. There's not a lot in the newspapers. There's not a lot kind of going on. So it really is dependent on you lot phoning in, really. And I suspect that we're going to be like on phone calls as well tonight. I've just got that feeling. I've just got that feeling. So tonight's show... Could be an odd one. Kath, would you like to come and join us in the booth? In the radio booth. As we try and, um, fake out, fake it to make it. Okay. Fake our way through three hours of, um, of what can only be described as bullshine. <laughs> I've not got the vibe, I've, there, there's no vibe in me today. Mm. All I did today was, um, I woke up at 12, dun 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 dun. I had two tablets instead of one last night, so I was... I woke up at 12, 
and I wanted to play Call of Duty because I bought that the other day. Yeah. But um, it was just taking an hour to install. You have to install games now. It, oh, jeez. It's, it's like, like the olden days. It is, and because it's, it's, it's a game, I, maybe it's a year old or something, there's all these updates it has, has to install. So I thought, stuff that. So I started watching a documentary on Netflix. It wasn't about Netflix. It was, a, it was on Netflix. And um, they've got some good documentaries on there. Mm-hmm. Really good documentaries on there. And the one I was watching was, I think it was called, and I'm probably the only person in the world that's ever seen this documentary. Um, um, I think it was called Team Foxcatcher, right? <laughs> no, it was flipping brilliant. And I flipped past it, and it's one of those ones, I flipped past it, Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. By the way, guys, is the phone number. Should give that out. Uh, we call you back. Um, I flipped past it, and then I went, oh, no, there's something about that. And what what there was about it was there was a man who looked crazy in right. the picture. Yeah. And um, so I thought, do you know what? I've got the house to myself, two hours, boom, I'm in. It was flipping brilliant. It was about a bloke. I can't remember his first name. Let's call him John. I think his name was John, actually. John DuPont, right? Nice. Um, he's uh, a, um, a, a, I'm going to say billionaire. Right. Oh. He had shed loads of money, right? And but this family, this the the heir to the Dupont fortune, right? And he lived in this massive house in America, and he was a. Are they the people that made Lycra? Um, isn't that Danon? Danon. No, that's mm, yogurt. Danon. Paul Danon. Um, let's say let's say it was. Yeah, yeah. Why the hell not? Right. Why the hell not? Actually, it would fit him, and he was a um. A philanthropist for the sports. So he um, liked funding and funding the training of sportsmen and women. And it was primarily swimming. And what he did, he would build like a big swimming pool, like Olympic-sized swimming pool, on his grounds. And people would come. And he would fund their training. And Just out of the goodness of his heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're worth, worth a fortune, right? Worth an absolute fortune. Out of the goodness of his own heart. Um, and then he got into wrestling. Is anyone... Am I the only person that's seen this film? Right. 0844 499 1000. Because the thing about Netflix, right, all the movies are pony. Mm-hmm. But they got some cracking documentaries on there, right? Always worth having a look at the doc. They got some rubbish ones as well. But then he got into wrestling. Another lycra-heavy sport. Yeah, he got into wrestling, right? And um, he he wanted to make the, the, the American wrestling, and not like the WWE, but proper Olympic wrestling, right? Yeah. Was was not was not well funded, so people would do it for a certain amount of time, then they get to a certain age and they have to quit because they, they had to provide for their families. So he built a wrestling um, arena in his back garden. Right? Big garden. It was massive. It was a mansion. And it had, it was like full of, it was the training gyms and all this stuff. And he built like about six houses on the land as well for wrestlers. And he got the best American wrestlers to come and live on his property and train there. And he funded the training and he wanted them to become the um, Olympic and world champions. Okay. He wanted them to beat the Russians, basically. Mm-hmm. And he he chucked an absolute fortune at this, right? And there was this big guy with a beard. I can't remember his name. I'm going to say his name was David, who was like the best wrestler in America. I think he was. His name was David. And um, he phoned him up and he says, "I want you to come and train Team Foxcatcher." 
I can't remember what, what the fox catcher had to do with it. Oh, team with yeah, an M. Yeah. I thought at the beginning of this you said teen. Oh, God, no. Like teen foxes. That would be an excellent... Well, that, that exactly. Would, teens, on, teens on the hunt. Um, 0844-499-1000. So um, he got all these wrestlers and he got this Russian wrestler. He got this Russian wrestler. No, I be- beg your pardon. He got this Bulgarian wrestler, ah, right. Bulgarian wrestler, to and he was he was like, there's all these it was all these wrestlers and they were training, right? Massive were they? They were massive. Now, here's the thing, right? This guy, John Dupont, was not massive. He was in his fifties, very thin, very lonely, very lonely. Right? His dad left him when he was a kid, and if you want to see his dad, he had to make an appointment. We don't know much about his family, but he's very lonely. He ate in his bedroom on his own oh. until the age of 13. A maid would come and serve his meal. In his be- so That's lonely. Tragic. And um, they, they're brilliantly, you don't see him speak in the documentary for about 40 minutes. And the first time you do, you go, oh, right, okay. Right. He would say, he, he was being interviewed, and he would say something that kind of was nonsensical, but if you said it, it with the right emphasis, would sound clever mm. and they go well you know i just just keep the camera rolling you know because i uh, i got i got plenty of stuff like that you know right so he sounded like dustin hoffman in rain man it, yeah he did he really did sound like dustin hoffman in rain you thought ah okay this gentleman is um the, the lazy thing would be to say he's on a spectrum this gentleman is different yeah. than us okay it was never acknowledged and never but it, 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 he's different mm-hmm. to um to, to everyone else oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand and um anyway so the wrestling went on now there was a payback in the wrestling the payback was and it was weird oh you didn't have to wrestle him for half an hour every saturday yeah oh right okay yeah, yeah. But, but what but, about the swimming did they have to no 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 the swimming the swimming he, he, he ditched the swimming to focus on the wrestling right right okay and you had he wanted to learn to be a wrestler so this guy david right who was like the best wrestler in america one of the best wrestlers in the world they became friends and he said yeah right yeah of course i'll teach you of course i'll teach you and so they would teach he taught him wrestling and um it went on that this this john dupont would enter tournaments right and of course he lost the tournaments flattened did he flattened until they started fixing the tournaments oh. so that he would win them, right? And so, and, and there were tournaments in his back garden gym. No, these were tournaments, like Real proper ones. tournaments, oh, kind right. of. But the, 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 his opponent would get paid like $20,000 or something. And, and everybody knew, apart from John Dupont, that it was, it was, it was in his favour. So he thought he was getting better. He thought he was getting better, right? right? And he was rubbish, right? And as the... Oh, wait, 444991000. Carl and Russ, I can see you there. I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the theatre of this, right? So anyway, as the film goes on, right, his behaviour becomes more and more erratic, right? And he starts thinking that there are... T- so all the wrestlers are living on his property, living in this... He starts thinking that the, the wrestlers have dug tunnels from their houses to his mansion. <laughs> wow. And that they're hiding in the walls, listening to him. Oh, my. Right. And then he starts... Oh, then he sets up a video camera in the woods, right, and films the woods. And then he calls people in to say, did you see... Watch this film. And they'll sit there watching the woods for, like, two hours. He goes, did you see that? They go, there's nothing there. Did you see that? There's somebody there. He's, like, paranoid. Oh, gosh. So, obviously, mentally ill. He's obviously crossed over from being um, strange Mm -hmm. to seriously mentally ill. Being eccentric, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they start. The wrestlers start suggesting that he might be doing loads of cocaine as well, right? And of course, he's so rich and so powerful that a few people, a few of the wrestlers, his friends, this David guy said, "Why don't we go? Why don't we go and see a doctor together, John?" I'm not ill. I'm not ill. Doing all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? 
And then he thought that the colour black was unlucky. Right. So if anyone had a black dog, they had to go. All the black vehicles had to go. All the black wrestlers had to go. So all the black wrestlers got booted out, right? And all the white wrestlers are going, yeah, this is weird, but the Olympics are coming up. We really want to win the Olympics. So they're sticking with it, right? Oh, and then it's heartbreaking. And they've all got their families and their kids there and stuff like that, right? And um, and then one day, oh, then he gets it like, like the CIA, ex-CIA members to come in and be his security because he's paranoid. And he starts, he does the thing that, that he's, he probably was cocaine, because he does the thing that a lot of cokeheads do. If you've known anyone who's taken far too much cocaine, they'll do the, they'll do the scratching, because they think they've got bugs under their skin. Mm. I've, I've seen it happen. It's, it's, it's the weirdest, most horrendous thing, and they'll scratch and scratch and scratch until there's no skin left. Ooh. And he was doing that, because he had bugs under his skin, man. Um, and then one day, there's like really thick snow, like six foot of snow, okay? And the kids of this David guy and his wife are out there playing, right? And this came from nowhere. And um, the wife of David says, and then John Dupont drove up in a car with his head of security, pulled out a gun and shot David dead. What? Exactly. Flipping out, that escalated, didn't Spoiler it? alert, guys. Spoiler. And this is the one that he was best mates with. And then the car drives off. He goes to the mansion. Then you hear the 911 phone call. My God, my husband's been killed. Oh, John Dupont, it's John Dupont. And the police then have... This weird siege that lasts 50 hours, right? And there was talk of, because he was like friends with the police, were they too cosy with him, is all that. 50 hours of them outside going, John, you got to come out. His holiness is under siege. There's going to be a world war, is what this guy is saying. He's oh, completely... Gone now. He's, he's, he's bats by that point, right? Um, and it's such a good film. I've ruined, I've ruined it now, but it's, it's such a good film. And then after 50 hours, he phones up the police, says, look, the heating's gone off. Can I go to the boiler room which is out in the garden and fix the heating and they said of course you can what, John and then pop back in again yeah he pushed in John don't bring a gun he says I won't bring a gun he goes out and he gets warm he gets taken down good uh, and he goes to, uh, to court and then the court case goes on right and so they, they're trying to plead insanity right and if he's insane he just goes to a hospital doesn't go to prison and so to, he grows this big beard and he gets this long hair and stuff like that I don't think he needed to do that <laughs> he got found guilty got found guilty went to prison for life what, they didn't think he was insane? No, 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 they went to prison for life, right? And then he died in prison, right? And they had the wife going, oh, it's good, I'm glad he died. You know, and and the, the son going, I don't have any memories of my dad because of this, this, this sod, you know, I hate him. Mm. Then they had the daughter of this guy, this wrestler that got killed, right? And she's going, when my dad died, everybody was sad. When John DuPont died, everybody was happy. And I think that's the saddest thing. Oh. Because this poor man, yeah, he killed my dad. But he had nothing. He had no no friends, no life, no family, and everyone cheered when he died. And I think that's broken my heart. Oh, it was the saddest thing. And then, the weirdest thing was the Bulgarian guy stayed on at the ranch after John Dupont had shot his mate mm-hmm. to train. When John Dupont died, the Bulgarian guy inherited all of his money. Wow! Isn't that weird? Mm. It was the weirdest. It was, honestly, uh, from a film where I thought this Can will I pass... Can I ask a question? Yes. Had they been doing special wrestling? Uh, you, you got the impression, it was never mentioned, but you got the impression that he was a homosexual gentleman who perhaps... Enjoyed the closeness. I made up that he was homosexual and that he enjoyed being pinned down by other men, yes. He certainly, certainly wasn't married, it doesn't mean anything. No. 
um, certainly wasn't married, and you... you uh, Amateur I, psych would say, I distant up, father. I through. made up, the backstory was that he was, he um, had, you know, abandonment issues, and that he also had um, um, questions around his sexuality, mm-hmm. and that he felt insecure sharing with other people. Yeah. But flipping it for a film... Oh, here we go. Oh, wait, you had to write that, people would say, get lost. Oh, wait, 444991000. This is what we're going to do tonight. Films or, the, or programs or books that have caught you by surprise. Mm-hmm. And I, for, I thought this would pass 90 minutes, two hours, and it'd be, I was gripped. And it was all shot on, like, home... It was all home movies from, from the mid-'80s. It was flipping brilliant. Oh, gosh. Very dark. 0844 499 I've just ruined a movie for you. It doesn't matter. Russ Kyle, stay there. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. There's a, it turns out there's a film of this starring Steve Carell. Carell? Steve Carell. Steve Carell. Yeah. The 40-year-old virgin. There's a film of it with it in that gets seven on IMDb, and there's someone won an Oscar for it or something. That'll do then, won't it? I'm having that. I'm watching that. Now, is that on um, uh, Netflix? Because that's the only way I access movies these days. Apart, well, apart from the cinema. But it's a two-year-old uh, film, so um, I don't think I'm going to be uh, going to the pictures to see that. Um, yes, Russ? Hello. Hello, Russ. All right, mate. Yeah, yeah. That sounded sounded dodgy. That did the right. That whatever you. Were it's a good. It's a good film, man. It's, it's a documentary. It turns out there's a film starring Steve Carell. I've got. I wonder if it's on DVD. I might. I might treat myself to that. Go on, Russ. What you got for us, boss? Um, I was ringing up about Call of Duty. Call of Duty, actually. Oh but, yeah, um, go on. We can talk about that. Go on. I, I, I bought it for. I don't know how many Call of Duties there are on the Xbox One, but I bought one for eight quid yesterday in um 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 computer exchange. No, it's not a bad guy. Yeah, Which not- one was it? I don't know. Name some. Uh, Modern Warfare 2. No. Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, let Black me, Ops hang on, 3. Let me, let me, oh, God. Uh, let Modern me, let Warfare me. 3. No. It, no. 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 I'm looking on... Advanced Warfare. Steady on. I'm looking on um, um, Amazon, but I don't see it, which makes me think maybe it doesn't even exist. Call of World Duty... War. Oh, no, it wasn't that. It's not one that I... It's, it might be... Infinite Infinite Warfare Legacy Edition. Infinite Warfare Legacy Edition. Really? Maybe it's not that. Is that a game? Anyway, I bought <laughs> it was eight quid. Alright. You can't argue with that, can you? No, no, no. But it took flipping gonna, hours to, gonna, bo- uh, to boot up. It, 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 it was like loading a Spectrum game, well, but slower. Uh, I hadn't I hadn't switched my Xbox on for uh, twelve months until the other day. Yeah, good lad. And I had to do one of them updates. Um then I couldn't remember my passwords. Yeah. I had to sort all that out. Then I had to install the game. Uh, I was going to I was going to send you uh, an invite this afternoon, but it said you were watching something. I, thought, oh, I, I was watching that. Here we go. Here we engrossed. go. I'm going to buy Foxcatcher starring Steve Carell for ninety nine pence plus one pound twenty six delivery. We live in the future. It rocks. Kiss my ass. The olden days. <laughs> Never heard of it, to be fair, mate. Mate, it's honestly, I'm, I'm obsessed by this guy now. I'm obsessed. I've got a film for you. Yes, I wouldn't boss. necessarily. It's it's all right. It's quite. It's not nothing to get excited about, but it's okay. one that. It's a bit bit weird. Um, it's called paintball. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. What? The, what? Going out paintballing for real? Oh, mate, no, no. It's. There was a story in one of the papers, and I didn't read it, so I'm going to make some of it up. But a young lad had to have like a liver transplant or something because the paintball 
pierced his liver. Yeah. I'm going to... It was in... I'm, you keep... I'm, you're going to hear me rustling newspapers, Russ, and yeah, that's because yeah. I'm going to try and the find dude, that, but you carry on. Go on, buddy. The, the, the do come sharp paintballs. Uh, I actually... I, I'm into um, a sport called airsoft. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Airsoft? Oh, yeah. Go on. No, it's awesome. Yeah, go on. Ba- basically, um, for anybody who's not familiar with it, you can get any any... Any firearm or any weapon that exists, yes. you can get a, rep- a replica of it, but yeah. they fire BBs. They're not like this crap off the market that you buy. I mean, the shop near me, um, they've got the, the minigun that Arnie had in um, Predator. I'm confused. Hang you know, on. Are you buying... Are these real... Are you talking about real paintballing or computer game paintballing? No. No, these, these are not paintball. These are called airsoft. They fire little plastic BBs. Right. They're not like the ones you buy off the market, you know, that fire about two foot. Um, these are probably about about two-thirds of the power of an air rifle, and you shoot at each other with them in the forest. Here we go. Paintball made my liver explode. What? Doctors have warned of the dangers of being hit by paintballs in the paintballs. I got. I had to do some filming for Comic Relief once that involved me getting shot in the um, ghoulies with paintballs. I was wearing a box. It still hurt. Those things are... <laughs> those things are... are, are they are... They're strong. Oh yeah, I've never heard of anybody uh, having having that, that, that happen before. With he had uh, doctors are warned of the of the teenager's liver exploded. He had emergency surgery after being struck twice in the side by paintballs, travelling up to three hundred feet per second. What's that in miles? High velocity paintballs are well recognised cause of eye and facial injuries. Organs such as kidneys and private parts are also known to be at risk. Um, yeah, you wear you wear you wear masks, so yes. the only reason you get your eyes. Damaged as if you took the mask off. I mean, yes. we, we you have to wear masks for airsoft, um, and I've I've seen a couple of marshals have teeth knocked out, like, but um, wow. it's it's good fun, mate. You oh, get, by I the mean, way, got, um, sorry to interrupt. If you've ever lost a tooth, uh, please tell us oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Even if it's just when you were a kid, some people still some. Did you know this, Russ? Some adults still have their milk teeth. I think my son has. How old? He's Fifteen. I- well, he's, really? he's still got some of them. He's still got some of them. Isn't that funny? Yeah, yeah. I always thought there was something wrong. They're a, they're a grown. <laughs> they're a grown up. There are actual people in their thirties, forties. I'm going to say fifties that still have their baby milk teeth. That's weird, man. That's weird. If you ever see the best, the best picture in the world is an X-ray of a three-year-old's head mm. because you see their teeth and you see that beneath those teeth are a full set of adult teeth just waiting to pop out. It's, it's quite basic. good though if you if you if your milk teeth are late late coming out because at least your your, your main gnashes are going to last a lot longer. Yes. Well. Yeah. Well. Well, well if they do there. come out, you might just end up with yeah. abnormally tiny teeth. Yeah, that's a possi- That's a possibility, Russ. I was going to ask you something. Well, I was going to mention something. Yeah. Um, it's one of the, can, can I just say for for everyone tonight? It's it's going to be one of those shows. There's no theme. There's no thread. There's no. It, it's I'm I'm in a crappy mood. I'm tired. I'm I'm annoyed with with the monkeys. I'm thinking of of quitting the monkeys as as a fan. Can I just say for various reasons? So there's a lot going on, man. So it's just and it's Friday night and it's warm and it's going to be hot tomorrow and it's just. Just this kind of vibe, you know? Let's just let's just see what happens. And anyone can chip in at any point with anything you want. 0844 499 Russ, continue. Continue, a vous, vous play. Yeah, it was, um, it was um, off the back of you when you're um, funny mood, like... Um, oh, yeah. 
I, I often joke, but I do actually think there's something in it. Yeah. Um, when I've got, you know, when I'm feeling a bit fed up or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I, I always refer to my male monthlies. Oh, yes. Well, you does, know... Does blood, you know, does blood come from your vagina? Juice. No, not quite, but, well, you know... What can we call it? Can always... we call it your period or are you menstruating? <laughs> period. <laughs> I love that, menstruation. Yeah, no, but you know what I mean? Yeah, Women have got the excuse. So when we're having excuse. a bit... Excuse, OK. ..bit of a wobble... Well, not an excuse, they've got their reasons. So when we're having a bit of a wobble, why can't we, you know what I mean? Why you know, monthly? You know, um, um, women, um, supposedly, if they work closely together or live yeah. together, their, their periods yeah. link up. It's not true. It is true. It's not true. OK. It's not true. It's a myth. Really? Says who? Says Sarah Pascoe. A woman... Who wrote a book about it? Okay, Sarah Pascoe isn't a medic, right? She's a comedian, right? Well, so I don't, don't respect know, her medical opinion. You don't know uh, her, her medical background. It's a myth. You just think it does. Okay, no. here's I'll, the thing. I'll, I'll you tell that to my I'll dad, who had my mum and me and my sister all one after the other. What's that mean? I don't agree with that. What well, don't you agree with women or periods? Well, both. Let's, um, make, let's, uh, let's make periods illegal. Let's tax periods. Uh, hormones, hormones are really. Female hormones are really complex and powerful things. I mean, did you, did you, did you know there's a theory? I yes. don't know whether it's proven. There's a theory that women actually, at certain times of the month, I don't know what part of the month, catch if the female fishermen, fisher women, catch more fish. Oh come on now! It's something to do with the th- no. It's oh come the, on the, the pheromones, the pheromones or hormones. The fish can... Is, no, I'm serious. The fish here's can a fact. smell your pheromones. Here's a fact. Ask Keith Arthur or Nigel Botherway after talk sport. Well, fish, the fishermen, no. <laughs> here's a fact. Um, 33% of women in the world have their periods when it's a full moon. Ah, the next highest... Where the are you next, getting your stats from? This is, this is a fact. Please go and Google it. The next... It doesn't sound like a lot, but you know what the next biggest number is? Mm. It's, it's like um, of pe- women having their periods at the same time. It's 22%. Go and Google it. Go and Google it. I know more. I know more um, about um, womankind than you do, and you're a woman. You know more about stats than I do. My question, Ian. What was your question? What about the male monthlies? Do you do you not agree? Um, I'm gonna. uh, um, um, It seems to be a cycle. I'm gonna. I'm gonna plead the fifth on that one. Is that okay? Fair enough. On the on the full moon. (laughs) On the full moon. Yeah. And this is this is genuine. Should we get a word in edgeware here? Yes. Go on. Sorry, sorry, mate. That's right. Go on, I'm um, teasing. Don't take it personally, I, Russ. Russ, step I away from the edge. Feel, yes. I, I always feel yes. genuinely uh, elated, a feeling of elation, and particularly happy when, when it's a full moon. And I, I, have, I often look up at the moon thinking, hang on, is it a full And it is. And I ain't joking. Like, I know some people feel a bit weird. Yes, and that, that's where the word I'm lunatic the comes from. Yeah, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. I am. I feel... Okay. I get this sort of almost just like a special feeling. Come Russ, on, Russ, I, don't, I, I would hate to see anything coming over you, but thank you for that, Russ. 0844 499 Late night, Ian Lee. On air and off the On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Alan. Hi, Ian. Hello, Alan. It's it's a busy night. Sounds like you're out and about. What's going on in Birmingham? Well, I'm a karaoke night at the pub. Well, and what are you going to sing tonight, Alan? Chicago, if you leave me now. Oh, what a beautiful... <laughs> one of the most beautiful romantic songs of all time. Um, a classic uh, from the 70s. What, would, what are the chances, Alan, of us getting to hear you perform that live on the radio? Well... 
I'm to wait till I'm called. Any any idea when that might be? Might be after eleven. Could you not go and have a word with the karaoke man now and say, look, this is Talk Radio, we'll plug his um, karaoke uh, website? He's having a slash at the moment. He's having a what? <laughs> a slash. A slash. Oh, he's, okay, he's having a slash. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> um, could yeah, you go and... I want to talk about Pacific Games, because you were talking about the Xbox. Yeah. I had an old Super Nintendo, it still works. Well, good for you. <laughs> They're good, they are. They're good, those old video games. Especially The Legend of Zelda. The Legend, I, I didn't, I never liked the Zelda games. Oh, what games did you like? Well, like, the Zelda games always felt like games with puzzles in. I just want to run around shooting people. Unlike Roger McGuinn, who's on later on from the Birds, who has a real problem with first-person shooters. Yeah. Have I you ever tried Star Fox? Say that again. Have you ever tried Star Fox on the Super Nintendo? Don't worry, guys, he's not swearing, he's saying Star Fox. Um, I played Star, I had Star Fox on the, um, GameCube, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Me, my first ever game on the Nintendo was Super Mario. Okay. Super Mario 3, as part of the package, Super Mario All-Stars. Um, yes, I know it, I know it very, very well. Um, uh, uh, can you not go in, how long is this slash going to take? <laughs> There's quite a queue for the toilet. How long is this slash, slash we, going to continue for? Because I really, I really would... And I know the listeners would, Alan, because it's a Friday night and I can't go out to the boozer on a Friday because I'm working here. Um, we really would love to hear you singing um, Chicago live, live well, on the radio. I, well, I can do it a cappella without nope, the words. please, please keep your clothes on. But, uh, but let's have a go. Away you go. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. like uh, uh, Ed to, to cut, send me that song on a, an MP3 format, please, and I think that deserves a round of... I think of, that was a strong performance. round of applause. And, and yet you're still single, Alan. That's the, that's the mystery, isn't it? When you've got yep. a voice like that, a voice that can woo any woman into bed, um, n- n- no one has taken you up on the offer of that, and that's outrageous. And I'm, I'm, I'm well, sorry maybe to we can use that as a topic for all the female listeners. What, what, what would get them into bed with you? No, to find me a woman. Okay, we can do that, Alan. Well, well, why don't you sell yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself, Alan. Well, I'm five foot eight, brown hair, blue eyes, big build. I live in Cottage in Birmingham. I sometimes stay with my mum and dad in Woodgate. I love karaoke, horse racing, surfing the internet for classic television, and Carnation Street. Did you say bullfighting? What's that? Did you say bullfighting? No, horse racing. Oh. Do you, would you describe yourself as a deviant? I wouldn't describe myself as a deviant. I have a family personality and fun to be with. Do you have a, um, um, GSOH? A good sense of humour, yes, I do. Excellent. Um, and do you have a good taste in music? 
I love music from the seventies and eighties. Two, two excellent decades. A lot of hits both those uh, those bands had. Yes. What are you looking for, Alan? I'm looking for someone to play with his penis. <laughs> no. Although. I'm, look- I'm looking for someone who has the same interest as me and loves calling late night radio shows as well. Okay, well, let's... Do you know what, Alan? There are a lot of weirdo... I mean, there are a lot of young ladies listening who might be up for some of that. So, um... If we we get them... And if if they're on Periscope as well, look for the name Ordinity. Because that's my name on Periscope. Okay, like the horse. Yeah. There we go. Okay, I I know a little bit. All right, Alan, well, let's keep our fingers crossed. And if you pull tonight, let us know so that we can cancel the search our end. Well... There's not many ladies at the pub, so I think we can carry on the search at your end. Okie dokie, we'll keep searching my end. Thank you very much, Alan. Good evening. Thank you. Ta-ta. There we go. That's, um... These things happen. These things happen. There is something, somebody out there for everybody. There's a lid for every pan, isn't there? Everybody loves somebody sometimes. Thank you, Alan. 0844-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, and if you want to... Um, um, make his dream come true of someone playing with his willy while singing karaoke Kyle's on the line yes Kyle evening you okay I'm alright I'm not Kyle really but go on what you got for oh. us well I was going to say it's it's a great show I feel like I'm at a tapas bar because there's so many things you've covered already yeah it's going to be you know I mean we don't really, we never really have themes on this show anyway but tonight I think even more so than previously it's just going to be do you know what do you know what I'm so tired right I'm so tired mm-hmm. um and I found yes I really exhausting doing the show and doing um, Adam's podcast before for 2 hours and it's and I just not really caught up on my sleep um and I'm really, I'm really have had my heart broken by the monkeys the last couple of days. And I know it sounds, you know, like a 13 year old schoolgirl, but actually I have. And I'm just, I'm thinking, of my, I'm, I'm rethinking my relationship with the thing that has been the most important thing to me for years. You know, kids to one side, of course. Um, and I just, and I'm just tired. And I just, for the first time in um, a long, long time, like months, first time maybe in a year, no months and months and months, not a year. I, I dreaded to come in. I dreaded doing my job tonight. I didn't want to do the job tonight. But you see, it's weird because you normally ask people uh, and offer topics and this, that, and the other. So, if, if I may, and not being presumptive, what what's happened? What's happened with the monkey? I genuinely don't know what's happening with the monkey. I Ian. don't want to go into it on air. Okay. I don't want to go into it on it. I feel slightly vindicated because Christian Concern, the um, the religious organisation that started a hate campaign against me when I worked at the BBC and um, caused the BBC to blink and then sack me, have proven themselves this evening as being um, a massive bunch of uh, racist, homophobic, Islamophobic asses that I knew they were. So that that has given me some form of vindication that they they've finally, I mean, not finally, they've, they've they've done it loads of times. That they've come out and, and basically admitted that they're they're, they're not nasty racists so that's good but i'm just i just you know i'm just i don't know kyle i don't know anyway what you got uh well the uh i was i was thinking of uh, talking about fox catcher because i am sadly a wrestling fan even though i know it's fake so have you seen the have you seen the documentary no i haven't and this is the strange thing because i know of it from the film because um reading about all the stuff while they were doing it because i read like some wrestling stuff and um the film is steve carell well, this was it, yeah. So I didn't know there was a documentary until yeah. you said it tonight. Yeah. I didn't realise that. 
Yeah, well, I didn't know there was a film until someone else said it tonight. And I, now I've ordered the film for 99 pence, and you can watch the documentary on Netflix. I, do you know, I might give that a go. Uh, there was a guy who was in the Olympics team in 96, uh, Kurt Angle, who ended up becoming a professional wrestler. Yeah. But I think he watched the film, or he watched the premiere, and he just said it was, uh, I think he said it was heartbreaking to watch it. And yeah. Because he, he trained all these people. Yeah, it was, it, uh, the, doc, the documentary, honestly, I love, I love a good documentary. There's nothing, there's nothing better. And this was an absolute um, joy, not joy, it was a horrible, heartbreaking story. But it was f- just a fascinating insight into um, uh, a world I know nothing about, the world of uh, the criminally insane and murder. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, I'll lighten out, because I think on maybe one of your other shows we talked about teeth, and I took my brother's tooth out. Yes. Um, But I did used to work with somebody, picking my words carefully, I did used to work with somebody who who worked with loads of women as female prisoners. Yeah. And apparently, yeah, no, that thing that Kath was saying is true. It all all synchronises. It's a a myth. It's it's a myth. Don't you remember me and Kelly? I don't want to talk about that, for crying out loud. <laughs> Why? Because it proves the rule. No, it, it doesn't prove the rule. It doesn't prove anything at all. It's not like, you know when you're walking along in a group of people, mm. or you're walking side by side from someone, with someone, you'll end up, you'll be taking the same steps yeah. with the same feet. Now that's weird, and that actually happens. That, that's, a, that's a fact. What, like the end of the bill? Like yeah, the like the end of the bill, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the end of the bill. Oh, okay. Kyle, thanks for calling. Ta-ta, let's have a quick break. Uncut after-hours conversation for the up-all-night generation. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Wilson. Yeah, hello, Ian. Hey, Wilson, how you doing, man? You all right? Fine, how are you? Good, thank you. Let me just... Do you mind if I just quickly give out the phone number? Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's one of those shows, guys, where, you know... Kind of anything goes. Later on, we'll have uh, uh, um, Roger McGuinn from The Birds. Yep. Um, yes. What's your favourite bird song, Wilson? Uh, I don't have one. OK. Uh, yeah. And you can call in 0844-499-1000. For the first couple of hours of the show, we call you back, and pretty darn quickly as well. And I'll be honest, Wilson's the last call we've got queued up, so uh-huh. now's an excellent time to call. Yes, Wilson? Uh, well, I was listening to one of your shows. forgot what day it was on. I couldn't phone up because I'll phone up pretty much every single Friday because I can stay up later on a Friday yes. because it's not, a, it's not a school night. Yes. Um, I was listening to the 10-year-olds and 11-year-olds like the Illuminati. Oh, yeah. Now, my... my um, I wonder if my, when my uh, nephew's going to phone up, who's uh, 11, I think. Well, Ian. Yes. I've been working since then. Oh. Can you hear this? Hang on. Can you hear that? Can yes, you hear I can. That? I can, can then. Yeah, go on, go on, go on, go on. Ian, you are Illuminati confirmed. I, I am the Illuminati. You are, you've worked at three oh. major radio stations. Oh, jeez. LBC, yeah. LBC, Absolute Radio and Talk Radio, as yeah. you're at now. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't include the BBC Three Counties as a major yeah, radio yeah, station. Yeah, Good, yeah. losers, suckers, yeah. Although um, the BBCs must be... I looking at one of your periscopes and the, um... Yeah. Hang on, wait. What's your favourite colour? Blue, of course. Oh, hang on. Um, I was looking at one of the periscopes, and outside of talk radio, the bushes were green. Yes. So, Ian? Yeah. You are... Illuminati confirmed. Flipping heck. Yep. Well, 
but now, no, I'm not. I would say that. Huh? No, I'm not. I would say that. I know I'm not. I would say that. No, oh, let me leave a longer pause. No, I'm not. No. I would say that. Hmm. Wouldn't I? I would say no, I'm not if I was. Oh, yeah, true. But if I wasn't, maybe I would say I am. Um. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you see. Well, Wilson, continue your investigation, sir, and uh, anything you find, report back, won't yeah. you? Oh, Ian, hang on. Yeah? Just one more thing. Yeah. I'm going to try and do something which nobody has done for a long time. Um, well, hang on a second. Remind me, you're, you're 11, aren't you? No, I'm 10. OK, well, that makes it even means I have to... I'm just self-censoring. Self-censoring. The, to break the Rocky record. No, 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 yes. no, 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 no. You ready? Go. Three, two... Oh, I'm sorry. We lost the line there. Yes, Sarah. Hello. Hello, Sarah. Hi. I was just ringing to see about the guy that was doing his um, karaoke off earlier. I can beat him on that. You you want to have sex with Alan Caddick? <laughs> is that what you've called him for, caller? That's not particularly what I said there, is it now? No. Well, I don't know. I like to um, read... <laughs> I like to read between, <laughs> between the, the lines. lines, yes. <laughs> I mean, I was going quite in between those lines. Eh? Well, what do you mean you can beat that, Sarah? What are you up to? Well, his karaoke off, I thought it was pretty rubbish. I can do it. I can beat him on the karaoke off. If we want to have a karaoke off on the radio, let's put. Let, it's got to be perfect by yeah. Fairground Attraction on, oh, and I'll beat him on that. Why would you want to sing... Um, that? I mean, that is one of the most um, annoying songs of all time, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> well, okay. Is that is that your um is that your karaoke choice? Um, well, I've got Hotel California and a few others up my sleeve, but yeah. Wow, but if you if you wanna if you wanna go for it, you go for um fairground attraction. Mm. Maybe I'm a bit dodgy now. I'm wondering now. If well, no, well, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you said oh, and hotel. Think about Hotel California. Is right. It goes on and on and on. It's a great song. Great song. But it does. But it doesn't yeah. go on for a long... It's like about 27 minutes long or something, isn't it? <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. It is very long, yeah. Well, and, um... Do you get... Do people... I mean, do, after you've done the karaoke, do you get people coming up to you going, hey, that was good, you should be, like, on a record label and stuff. You should have... Uh, no. You don't say that. So what, what, no. what do they say? They say, yeah, you're right, actually, for a pub singer. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that karaoke is still going. I remember being 16. Get this, guys. Being 16. And they had karaoke down the... I can't remember the name of the pub. It was on the Bath Road. And we used to go down there because we'd get served, right? And we would get... And this was on a Thursday, so this was a school night. We would get Brilliant. absolutely hammered on vodka and orange. God, jeez. Those are the days. On vodka and orange. And um, would would get up and do the karaoke and stuff. <laughs> I'm surprised it's still going. I think it's, um, you know, one of them things that are dying, like all the pubs are dying and there's a lot of things that are dying lately, but I think the karaoke should be kept alive. Let's keep... i tell you what we'll do. Why don't we keep karaoke... Um, alive. Alive now. You ready? Yep. I'm ready. Ready? Yep. In your own time, sir. <laughs> oh, hang on, where's the word? I've got to sing it myself. Well, yeah, it's a karaoke. <laughs> it's a karaoke, you daft mare. <laughs> Should we it? Yes, it's good. You don't, you don't know the basic concept. Do you want to go back to the beginning? Right, come on. It's got to be. Got to be. 
It's a weird phenomenon, and I don't know how it works, but there's always, you on, on the line will always hear the music slightly later than it actually gets played, so there's, there's a slight delay. But it's got to be said, you're not bad for a pub singer. Oh, cheers. <laughs> well done, thank you. You sure you don't want to sleep with Alan Caddick? Mm, not tonight. Thank you very much indeed. That cost me 79 pence, that gag. Ta-ta. For one of the worst songs of... Uh, thank you very much, Sarah. For one of the worst songs of all time, guys, surely. 844 I am surprised that, uh, that karaoke is still going. So so if I was 16 and we used to go to the boozer, that's... Um, well, I mean, geez, that's like 27 years ago or something. Like that. I don't know. You, you go and do the math. It's still, I know in Japan they have it because Japan invented it. And um, they they love all that stuff, but um, it's uh, the thought of going into. A, I remember once, me and my mate Spencer, we were how can I phrase this? Let's say drunk, and we we did it. We did one karaoke song, and it went down really really well. It was in Edinburgh, and it went down really really well. So then we thought, oh, all right, all right, <laughs> our eyes bulging all over the place. We tried to do um, Good Vibrations by the Beach Boys, right? But we tried to do all five parts at the same time. And there were two of us. How the hell does that work? Well, well, guess what, dear listener? It didn't work. It was awful. As always on these things, uh, Limmy does a very good uh, sketch about karaoke. That really dark, horrible sketch about karaoke. <laughs> which you can find on YouTube. Uh, this is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. If you give us a call now, uh, we call you back. Let's go to Andrea. Yes, Andrea. I'd like to sing in your karaoke. Oh, flipping heck. This is costing me 79 pence every time. What do you want to sing? Uh, let, let's, I'll tell you what, what. Yeah, what do you want to sing, Andrea? Big Spender. Oh. <laughs> now, Big Spender... Is um is a very sexy. Uh, did Shirley Bassey had a hit with it? Is it from? It's from Sweet Charity, isn't it, Big Spender? It is. Yes, it's it's a, it's it's one of the one of the good songs from Sweet Charity on the internet. Yep. Playing up. Hang on a second. Let me. Um, I tell you what, while, while we're waiting for that, let's listen to the one that started it all. This was Alan Caddick earlier on. If you leave me now, you'll take away the biggest part of me. better than that. Why aren't you actually down the boozer doing a proper karaoke? Oh, I've been busy. What have you been up to? Oh, all sorts. Very mysterious um, and non-specific. Yeah. <laughs> all right, here we go. Oh. 
Wait a second. Come on. I can't hear it. Oh, come on. You can hear it. Right, I've put it as loud. Try again. Right, as loud as it'll go right now. Listen. Okay. And when you come in, even if it's the wrong place, just come in with, with gusto and confidence, all right? Okie dokie. Here we go. Oh, are we ready? Okay, would you please welcome to the stage, uh, singing Big Spender from the hit musical Sweet Charity, starring Shirley McCain. It's the one, it's the only, it's Andrea, boys and girls. The minute you walked the I could see you a man of distinction, a real big spender, good looking, so refined. Wouldn't you like to know what's going on in my... Thank you very much indeed. I mean, um, <laughs> God loves a trier. And um, you know how that gag finishes. Thank you, Ed. 0844 499 1000. Let's, 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 uh, that was fun and enjoyable. Let's be careful we don't, we don't tread too much into um, um, uh, local talent time. But then again, you know what? If people want to phone up and sing, people can phone up and sing, you know, I don't mind. As long as you don't phone up and do poetry. The one thing... The one thing I cannot stand on the radio is um, is is poetry, and I've never understood it. And you know, coming LBC, they used to you get old women phoning up to uh, do poetry. But coming from BBC Local Radio, as I have spent the last four years in the wilderness, um, you'd always get nah, when Jimmy Savile died. Before we all discovered that, you know, we. <laughs> It was the fella, was it Ken, who was upset that, that, that there was a brick that Jimmy Savile had laid and had signed or something in, in, in a building in the 70s, and then that building had been turned into a sex shop. And he would he, he had this campaign when Savile died to get that brick, um, uh, Ken and Sandy, to get that brick removed because it, it was inappropriate that something that Sir Jimmy Savile had laid was, was it part of a sex shop. Well, <laughs> nothing could be more appropriate. Um, but we get, when Jimmy Savile died, people would phone up and say, I've written a poem about Sir Jimmy. And he'd go, no. And people, then I'd get a load of flack from people going, oh, you're so miserable. Let them read their poems. No, because I know the tune to home-written poems. They go, da 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 Home-written poetry, even like the good poems, right? The only good poem is the Philip Larkin one with the swears in. That's the only good one. And the other one, was was it different poems, one about the parents? And it's the one about sexual intercourse beginning in 1963. Something, 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 between something, something, something and Beatles' first LP. Those are, those are the only two good poems, right? The rest of it is just... And yes, I want this show to embrace everything, but no, no one can embrace poetry. Imagine sitting at home, as some people do, going, oh, get, where's my book of poems? I'm going to have a good read of some poems. Do we we'll just pick a page at random and see what comes up? Oh, whenever I do this, it's always so appropriate to what's going on in my life. <clears throat> Rubbish. Anyway, now I've got that off my chest. I feel a whole lot better. Thank you very much. 0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. Talk Radio. It's one of those, you know, it's the end of the week, and I, I think we're all feeling a bit, uh, you know, just a bit... So, um, it's going to be one of those shows, and I don't have a problem with that at all. If that's how you're feeling, it's certainly how I'm feeling. 
0844-499-1000 is the telephone number. We'll talk after the news. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Who has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. So far, we've discussed um, a documentary called Foxcatcher. Um, we've discussed documentaries in uh, general, uh, karaoke. Um, we're looking for love for Alan Caddick, uh, video games, um, and paintballing. That's the first hour of the show, man. Had none of that planned. None of that planned. Uh, the second hour, we carry on doing that. It goes where you want it to go, really. We'll have Roger McGuinn from The Birds at some point. Um, and I keep getting people asking on, on Twitter and, and they're asking on Periscope, can I call in about this? Can I call in about that? Guys, I don't, I don't know how to m- make it any clearer, right? You can call in about literally anything you want. Anything you want. We can even phone in and say, what a slimy little so-and-so. Um, I can't even remember. Samira? Yeah? Who was the, um, 
the guy that lost the London mayoral election. I can't even remember his name. What, today? Yeah. The, uh, it isn't official yet, but Zach. Is it not official yet? No. Oh, it's, oh, it's not official, but it's kind of official. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Zach Golf that's lost, I think. Isn't we, we think we're to be announced at midnight. We think it... OK, it's going to be announced at midnight. But isn't he... Uh, and, and and also, uh, Mr Khan, to a lesser extent, they both seem like quite, um... um I don't want to say slimy, because that's a really mean word, but do, do you know... They seem cold. This is bizarre. I can't say anything about this. Why can't you say anything about this? Because you know, I work for the BBC. Oh, is it some... Oh, is it... I didn't know it was... <laughs> it is for me. Was that a test? No, it wasn't. Well, it, it was a test, and well done. You've passed it. You're through okay. to round... You're through to round two. Okay, well then, okay. no one would have known you were from the BBC, and you could have you could have kind of let well, your hair down a little bit, and... You well, know, the name like Samira, they might not have twigs, but I, I work in the radio, and my voice might not be recognised. Well, <laughs> well, well Samira... I say, I love, I love your show. Well, thank you very much. It's, it, what, what's it like being on a proper radio station? I know, it's amazing, isn't it? I'm quite nervous. Um, uh, I love your show, and I thoroughly enjoyed it the, few, the couple of times I've been on uh, front, uh, front row, which has uh, felt very, very grown up. You're a twist, we'll get you on again. Listen, I've got a couple of different things yeah, go on. to ask about. Okay, so the first thing, and I know this is four days late, but you know when you did that show on Monday about jobs with sticks? I've come up yes. with another one. Go on, can, I, can I say it? Yeah. Okay, blind seer. Right, like, you need a stick to lean on so you can dispense advice to greet heroes, and then you also need the stick to wave away harpies. Uh, but, uh, uh, say that again, because the phone dropped out for a second. A blind seer? Yeah, like Patrick Clouton and Jason and the Argonauts. Oh. <laughs> I, yeah, I suppose you do. I mean, that, that's a very niche job. But then again, the whole, the whole game started with me thinking of the Pope, which is also quite a niche job. Um, so, yeah. yes, blind seer. Yeah, and, and by the way, okay. Samira's right. If we talked about something three weeks ago, you're allowed to call in about that. You know, it's, we're not but LBC. Sue, you know, it's been on my mind, and oh, I missed the discussion, so that, I just wanted to share that. I thought there's no other way. And then the other thing, yeah. you know, other, I'm not going to do any karaoke, I, I can promise you, but you know earlier someone was singing along to a Hey Big Spender? Yes. And it brought back this memory I'd forgotten, which is when I was at a very nice, posh, all-girls school yeah. in... Wimbledon in the 1970s and 80s, yes. there was this dance club run by Mrs. Squires, and, you know, it was very sophisticated. And the sixth formers did a routine to oh. Hey Big Spender. Oh. And, you know, all the parents from the audience, and they were wearing feather boas, and they were dragging chairs. And the weird thing is, it really wasn't a big deal at the time. And now I think back, I say, oh, my God. I'm... I didn't even know what a hooker was. Yeah. I was 11 when I watched that. I'm rem- I think they did something. I think the fifth form girls did something like that at my school. And I, uh, that, that rings a bell. Because, um, and, and I, I'm sure I remember seeing lots of fifth form girls in, in stockings and suspenders singing that song. You would remember that, though, wouldn't you? Well, I would have done. As a, as a, as a, yes, as a teenage boy, definitely. It would have been etched on my memory. But, um, yeah, the, well, as we all, as we, as history has proven, Samira, the 70s and the 80s were wrong-uns. Do you know, I sometimes, I think, like, one of those people who remembers the war, people ask me about my memories of the <laughs> 70s and 80s, and then their jaws drop. Like, you explain the premise of 70s sitcoms, 20-somethings, <laughs> and they, they genuinely <laughs> horrified. We did, um, um, w- w- at the other place, um, we would, I can't remember how we got into the conversation. It may, it may have been on the back of Savile. There's a phrase I didn't think I'd be using. It was, it was talking about something. And we had this guy phone in who I think was a lawyer in the 80s. 
and he he told us, you know, and it was he was full of shame and remorse at his behaviour. But he told us how they had a typing pool, and they're all, of course, all women. And on um, on sort of Friday afternoon, they'd all all the lawyers, the male lawyers, would get a little bit drunk, and they'd invite you know some of the typing pool in, and they would you know, oh, could you bend over and pick that pen up? And then they'd be slapping bums and stuff like that. And um, and he was saying, oh, this was this was kind of common practice in the industry to do stuff like that. And we're all sat there agog, you know, thinking, but but actually the 70s and the 80s, they were, they were quite grim at the time. We didn't realise it because, you know, we were kids and stuff and we knew no better. But looking back, they were grim. And it wasn't even just that kind of behaviour. You know, even highbrow stuff. You know Tom Stoppard, the playwright? Yes, yes, yes. He wrote all these kind of sophisticated plays. And there was a play he wrote called Dirty Linen. Yeah. And it was about a parliamentary committee investigating pornography or something. Yeah. And the whole thing was it was about the hypocrisy and the sort of embarrassment. And the big running joke was that all these male MPs are sitting having their discussion. And the secretary, who's kind of coming into you know, the typing, every time she walks off and comes back on, she's got one less item of clothing on. Oh and gosh. so she ends up in her underwear and stock. And this is, you know, this is Tom Stoppard. I think that's early 70s. Yes, well, it, it, it's... Um, I'm, t- I'm trying to play my... Uh, yes, exactly. There we go. That's exactly what it was. The whole decade was... Re- um, well, you know... Uh, but the thing is as well... OK, uh, I've seen some footage of the 90s recently. And the, 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 I remember seeing the 80s a few years ago, seeing the 80s. And it was a lot smokier than I remembered it. And, and, and the news footage looked like the 70s. Well, now the no- footage, news footage from the 90s looks like the 80s. Do you know what I mean? It looks... A lot it's older 20 than years ago, though, isn't it? <sighs> yeah. And you know, I also realised I missed some of this stuff. So I left university in 1989. Yeah. Right. And I went. I did a year's journalism training. Then I went straight to the BBC. And basically, I never went raving. I, and I. You surprised me, Samira. B- I would have. Would have yeah, thought yeah, otherwise, yeah, yes. Wild one. So I live. I kind of had people tell me their stories. And the weird thing is now, I, I, front row, you interview artists who were big stars then. And it's really interesting how many of them say, actually, I never really went raving because they were too busy making the music yeah. that people were dancing to at raves. Yeah. I I did go to a couple of... Well, I guess I guess they were raves, but like kind of in the mid-90s when it was, it was slightly different from the 80s. And I have never felt lonelier in a room full of a thousand people. You know, it was, oh, it was a horrible, you know, everyone kind of gurning and, and eyes popping out. And, oh, God, and this awful That's music. That's a pop set of lyrics there. It's, right there, isn't it? There we go. It is, isn't it? Samira, it's so nice to talk to you. It's, and you listen. I yeah. love listening to it. Oh, it's, like it. It's, all, it's all downhill from here, Samira, but thank you very much. Take care. Ta-ta. Speak soon. Bye-bye. Bye. 844 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Gatford. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Gaffer. That's right. That was that was, um, and I don't want to get in trouble. That was Samira Ahmed from BBC Radio Four. So, Lovely. Um, so just you just got to up your game a little bit because that was that was uh, class personified, and that was my audition piece for the radio. Shall Four. I talk in a posher voice? No, now you sound like um, um, a German it, pervert. It does, doesn't it? It sounds a bit like that bloke used to drive a tank on a low low. Who was? Do you remember? Yeah. Who was the fella? That, um, um, Fritzel. Was that his name, Fritzel? Joe, what, the one that kept all the people in his basement? Joseph Fritzel. Yeah, Fritzel. But there's a good documentary out there about that. Well, is there, it, it, yeah, as I was just thinking, right, one of the most horrific stories in the world. Do you know what? I bet it happens a lot more than we think about it. Oh, yeah. And I wonder if there is a documentary about... Who would... Or if, okay, so there's a documentary to one side. So, okay, now watch yeah. this documentary of Foxcatcher. Steve Carell played... 
the Foxcatcher. Who would play Fritzel? Who'd be a good Fritzel? If he was alive, Jeremy Beadle. No, because you'd expect him to f- pull off his beard and bring out a big microphone. No, no, no. Oh, that's true, yeah. This is a serious question. No, I don't Ooh, know. Would you, I, 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 oh, I... T- oh. Tenant? No, I'd say he'd be no, good. No, no I'd say he'd be good. I, I don't even like him, and this is why he'd be so good. Come a batch. Yeah, he's he's kind of creepy, isn't he? Come, come a batch. Um, yeah. Or who's the fella that was in the, um, the, 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 the... He's all the rage at the moment. The new Bond. Oh, Tom Hiddleston. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. And I don't know what he looks like. But I heard him. Tall, on... tall and thin. Okay. Oh, he'd be a perfect Fritzel, wouldn't he? I've yeah, come he would. to lock the door. I've come to lock the door. Come to lock the door. Did the mum? No, you can't. Did... No, you can't go up today. That's did... a bit too much for camera. That's Dracula. Really, did yeah, the mum? Yeah. Did the mum know about the girl being in the basement? I don't know. I don't know the full. I don't know the full details of the story. All I remember was the news coverage around the fact that the daughters hadn't seen daylight for twenty odd years or something. Really? Yeah, that'd be a good one. There is, a, a, if you like your political documentaries, can I recommend Mitt on Netflix? It's about Mitt Romney, and he is a bit of a weirdo as well. Um, now, okay, it's, all, yeah, it's that... all about the lead up, and he takes advice from his sons. Here's the thing, right? Here's the thing, right? Do you remember about that was Samir Ahmed on the show? That is proper posh, proper posh. That, yeah, exactly. That is posh. And I didn't know it was her when I asked her to, to um, say that um, um, uh, Zach Goldsmith was a slimy little SH1T. But he is, isn't he, Zach Goldsmith? He's a slimy son Right, he's like... Zach Goldsmith is like 100% slimy, right? But then um, the other gentleman, the man who's probably in there, whose name I can't remember... Sadiq Khan. He's like 85% slimy. So he's 15% less slimy. The lesser of two slimes, really. He's the lesser of two slimes. There was a lovely... I didn't know it was her when I... I heard it on the news, and then I saw it tonight on telly. There's a lovely clip of when Zach Goldsmith says he loves Bollywood, and then the interviewer says, oh, so who's your your favourite Bollywood star? What's your favourite film? And he goes... Well, they're all great, aren't they? Who and said that? Zach Goldsmith? Zach Goldsmith. And oh, he, it's wonderfully racist. cringeworthy because he's clearly just said something and then thought, oh dear, I uh, don't know a single... I've been told to say that. And here you go, here you go, Gatford. Here you go, Gatford. I love, um... I love Bollywood. Right. Who, who's, who's your favourite star? Shashi Kapoor. Well done. Yeah, oh, ask me what who's my favourite fa- film your, is. Your, go on, what's your favourite film? Classic. It's oldie but a goodie. Naseeb. Mid-70s. Beautiful. Is there singing oh, in it? Yeah, of course, of course there is. There is. Of course there is. <laughs> of course there is. <laughs> so, so I could be a. I could. I'm. I'm better. You could have gone to London Mayor. Well, I couldn't because I am. I am a racist. Oh, uh, yeah. well, proven I'm a massive it, racist. Yeah, yeah, it hasn't stopped but, others. But so, so we've got. We've got on the the scale of slammers. Is that Goldsmith? is a hundred. Um, uh-huh. um, um, Sadiq Khan is eighty five percent slime. Are we just doing London mayoral candidates? Or are we including anybody in this list? Well, I, I, it's starting off with London mayoral candidates. Now we can expand it, 0844-499-1000, to include anybody on the slimometer. OK. Yeah. Do you have any suggestions, or you just... I, I, I just I'm, I'm just cogitating. St- OK, so, so, so far, tonight's phone-ins are, do you want to play with Alan Caddick's Willie? No. Who would be a good Fritzel? Um, who, who would you put on the slimometer? And, um, oh, we just had another, I just had another one then. Poetry? No. Um, but can I just tell you about your poetry thing? You know, when people used to ring up and say things about Jimmy Savile. Yeah. I was in church when the day after Michael Jackson died and somebody did a prayer about him and I felt very awkward. Can I ask a question? 
Of course. And I've got to be careful because you can't you can't libel the dead. But then, the, the, then the estate of no, Michael Jackson. Just... The estate of Michael Jackson is very litigious. So I've got. To be, okay, well, I once it's... got the sack from the BBC. Anyway, so like, there's another reason I got the sack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, um, has it ever been? Pro- has Michael Michael Jackson never been proved guilty of pl- well, fiddling around the kids in the court of law? Has no, he? no, no. He, it that he, way. It was, he, uh, no, but he pay, he did pay people off. Or his estate paid people off for things not to Mil- go to Many, many, Geordie Chandler, like twenty million That's dollars. Right. Um, but then, but then, but then, Gatford, that right? Means nothing. No, exactly, Gatford, right? Someone accuses you of being a paedophile, right? And you had the money to make that go away. You, you would. would pay that to make yeah. that go away. That I, wasn't I would. why I felt awkward. It, that did, it was. Let's say that's thirty percent of why I was feeling awkward. Yeah. The other seventy percent was. Wouldn't it have been better to pray for him when he was alive? Well... Like, just kind of... just It felt weird. Hang on, I'm just writing down the topics. Oh, I'm late for a break. Hang on a second. I've got another yeah, break. Um, Caddick and Fritzel. There was another thing. Um, we were talking about something and I went off. It doesn't we've matter. Gafford, did, did we finish, Gatford? Yeah, we... we, we, we I, well, yes, we did. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... Oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Pete's on the line. Yes, Pete. Good evening, Ian. Hello, Pete. Um, firstly, I've got an old Michael Jackson joke that you've just brought back well, into my mind. Well? I don't know if it's appropriate for air, but it's involving Israel and Jordan. But then, do you know what? So it's best, best not. Probably, probably best not. And also poetry, I agree with you, but who's the guy with the glasses? John Hegarty? John oh, John, John, Hegarty. John Hegley, yes, John Hegley, John Hegley, yes. John Hegley and um, Cooper Clark, they're okay. I... Cooper Clark, I saw a really good documentary about him. I don't know much about him, though. No, I... Yeah, I don't... He, the documentary was really good. He used to um, live with um, uh, Nico from the Velvet Underground on a council estate in Manchester. That's quite mental. Yeah, it is quite mental. I think he was a bit of a heroin head for a little bit as well. Yes. Um, but um, the documentary was good, but I don't like the poem. I, I always remember him as the guy from the Sugar Puffs advert. Ah. Okay. So I've only got into it, and you heard him recently on, I saw him on Would I Lie to You or something, I had no idea who he was, so I had a quick look. But, no, you're right, poetry doesn't have any place on radio. It doesn't um, have any place in radio. Would I Lie to You, those, those, those panel shows, I'm, I don't watch television now, apart from documentaries on Netflix. You must have been on some. Yeah, 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 I have, and it was awful. I did, um, years and years ago, I did They Think It's All Over, twice, and it was, it was the most... I mean, it paid well. It paid like a couple of grand or something. But it was the most horrendous, horrific, bullying boys club I've ever been in. And I was humiliated well, both times. It was awful. Changing room banter. And Lee Hurst, I always thought um, it really wasn't his thing. Uh, no, it was It was after... It was, um, yeah, I, was, I did it after Lee Hurst. I remember I was on with... Um, um, who's that horrible actor... He's not an actor. He makes crap films. Um, Vinnie Jones. Vinnie Jones. Oh, oh God. 
Oh, it's hellish. And I've done a couple more since then, but I, I, I can't... Oh, I did eight out of ten cats twice as well. That was awful. I... It pays the bills. It pays the bills. Eight out of ten cats, right? I did it as a favour to a mate. I, I did it twice, right? The second time I was booked, the first time... My friend Dom was producing it, and it was on the seven, the day of the 7-7 seven, seven bombs. Right? Mm. And I was at my mum's in Slough, and my friend Dom phoned up and said, look, because of the bombs, we've had two guests pull out. I think it was Richard Madeley and Jonathan Ross. <laughs> Could you come in and, and help out? We'll, we'll, we'll make it as, as easy as we can for you. It's like four o'clock in the afternoon, right? And they were going to record at seven. And I went, yeah, OK, mm. I'll I tell you what, I'll do it. I'll come in. So I went in. I missed the dress rehearsal. They all have a rehearsal, right? I miss the bit of the day where they hand out the jokes. It's all scripted. Ah, uh, yeah, prepare the gags. So they gave me a few gags, and I sat down. It was weird, because normally these things are filmed in front of an audience. But because of the bombs had gone off that morning... Oh, of course, yeah. The BBC was a target, they thought. So there was no audience allowed. So it was an empty studio filming this show. And I said something um, that upset... I was on Sean Locke's team, and I said something that upset Sean Locke, right... And I, I, I love Sean Locke. I think he's brilliant. So I was mortified. And I said something that upset him. And he was furious and wouldn't... When it was my... You kind of get your turn to do your bit. Yeah. And I was about to do my bit. And he went, yeah, go on, Ian. Go on. Well, anyway, I think, yeah, go on, Ian. Go on. Let's hear it. I said, right. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, go on, Ian. This will be funny. I'm looking forward to this. Come on, then. Let's hear it. What you got? And I I was humiliated. And That's I went... I, I went. He was cool. Yeah, and I went. Um, nah, I'm all right. He said, "No, go on." I said, "Do you know what? I'm. I'm not going to say anything. I didn't say anything for the rest of the show. It was so awkward that um, afterwards, I went home and um, mm. Jimmy Carr phoned me up to apologise. Um, uh, to apologise to me for what, for not paying tax. No, oh. <laughs> no. But I, I, do you know what? Um, uh, uh, Jimmy, uh, Jimmy has always been so kind to me. I've got, uh, you know, despite what everyone says, I've got a so- real soft spot for Jimmy Carr because he's been so so kind to me in the past. I haven't spoken to him for ten years, but um, yeah, and uh, I was devastated because I was a big fan of Sean Locke, and he, he he humiliated me. Maybe he was having a oh. tough day. We were all having a tough day. It was seven seven for crying out loud. So I don't do <laughs> I don't do panel shows, and I won't. I probably won't ever do them again because I flip. Man, you don't need to. You've got your own little clan here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also Periscope. Yeah. Hello, Periscopers. Hello, Periscopers. Um, and it fluctuates, and like we do have quiet nights, but some nights it suddenly goes mental, and there'll be two or three hundred in there. It's, so, um, I've, noticed, I've noticed um, that it's dropped off a lot. The first couple of weeks, I get like 3,000 views throughout the night, and last night I think we had something like 900 or something, so it's dropped off quite considerably. It's the warm weather. It's it's the warm um, weather. I, I, but Pete, let me, can I interrupt for one second? Because I just want to check something with, with Id. Id, can you ask Catherine, please, how long the Roger McGuinn interview is? Because I don't know if we're going to play it at half past or what we might do. So, thank you. Pete, what did you call... Do, have we got to the point I of what you called him? Go on, let's get to the point. I, I, you you mentioned... Talking about shit you mentioned four weeks ago. Yeah. Um, Space Cadets with Johnny Vaughan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that show. I, yes. I'd never heard of it. Yeah. And thank you so much. It was... Ten episodes of absolute hilarity, and yeah. I, love, I loved it. Did you find um, it? Is it on YouTube or something? Yeah, yeah, all of it's on YouTube, oh. and I recommend everyone to see it. If you like hoodwinks, Stanford Prison Project type stuff, yeah. um, it, how these people, and I wonder, how far could you go? I mean, if someone flies you around for five hours, really, you yeah. don't know you're no. landing in Suffolk. But also, if I remember it correctly, they had picked... 
people that would fail the intelligence test for Big Brother, hadn't they? They deliberately picked people with uh, no uh, love of science fiction of space, <laughs> people that were easily gullible, people that had already applied for things like Big Brother or other type reality programmes, and they, gullible was written on the ceiling and they looked up. <laughs> but, but if someone changes the plugs and puts Russian electricity points yeah. in the flat... And you've got Russian newspapers and there's just staff are speaking Russian. There would be a point. I had a friend, <coughs> excuse me, I had a friend, he was a drug dealer, right? this was years and years ago. He came up with the best idea ever for a reality TV show that possibly could have got made in the late 90s, could never get made now, right? It's, all right, it's actually brilliant. Do you know what Channel 5 could make it? It's called Hostage, right? <laughs> and what it is, it's a load of people on an aeroplane, right? Oh, it's called hostage or hijack or something like that. The plane gets hijacked by terrorists, right? So it's an ongoing hostage situation, right? But 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 they don't know that it's obviously it's on TV and we're all we're all watching it. And um, that each hour or each night, one of the um, passengers on the plane gets taken out and executed, right? Except they, except they don't. Except we're at home voting who we want to vote off the plane, right? Ouch. And the, the, so supposing, Pete, you get voted off to go off, right, to mm. go off the plane. What happens mm. is that the hijacker would grab, right, we're going to kill you, we're going to take you out. And he'd take you out of the plane, there'd be a gunshot, but you'd go out of the plane and there'd be a studio audience there. And, mm. and loads of cameras. The reveal. You up for it, Pete? You in? Yeah, I'm in. Good lad. All right. Thanks Good for calling. Ta-ta. Cheers. See you later. Yes, Sam. Hello, you all right? I'm all right, Sam. What you got for us? I want to talk about the Beatles. Yeah, go on. They're good, they are. I like right. them. Yeah, yeah, they are, yeah. I recently got into the um, anthology, because uh, it's on Spotify. Yes. And it's kind of it's uh, it's kind of mind-blowing, really, because it's like hearing the Beatles, but not bef- like, like before they... I were- don't like the anthology series. I like the anthology television show a lot. And in fact, I had a director's yeah. cut of it. I don't so like the anthology c- CDs quite so much. Right, I've never actually heard of a TV show. Is that like on oh, somewhere? Mate, you've got to go and watch the TV show. Where where is it? Like somewhere. You you got to buy it. I know what you know. TV. Sometimes you got to pay for it. It's worth investing <laughs> a couple of quid. Right, okay, but no, I just want to, I just want to ask quickly: Is there anything that you could, um, any other like anthologies that you that you recommend from, from um, other bands? Antholo- well, I don't know what you mean that by anthologies. Well, like kind of. I don't know, uncut songs or whatever the term is. Here's what uh, you need to... Right, yes, I, I can, Sam. Right, go and watch the Beach Boys Anthology TV series. And also, go and um, get, purchase, download uh, the Beach Boys Made in California box set. That's what you want. The Beach Boys Made in California. That's a whole host of alternate takes. Late Night Ian Lee. Unfiltered Night Talk. With the original king of unconventional conversation on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Now, Oscar is suggesting on the text, 87222, start your text, talk, 25 pence plus your network rate. Nigel Farage would be a good Fritzel. He would, wouldn't he? He's got, because Fritzel was, if I remember correctly, God, blimey, what a weird conversation to be having, was, um, was, a, was, was quite a slim man. Was he? He's quite a slim man, I seem to remember. Um, and, um... Um, hey, here's an idea. Instead of having a pop at me on Periscope, why don't you phone up and do it? <laughs> you cheeses. Mm, I didn't like that that hostage thing. Right, it's not a real TV program. A bloke told me it 20 years ago. Phone up and say you didn't like it, or jog on. Do you know what I mean? Flipping heck. 
not saying they should definitely make it. I'm not. This is. I'm not using this as a pitch meeting so that um, there might be some young um, um, coked up TV execs going, "Yeah, this sounds like a brilliant idea." Mm-hmm. For crying out loud, dearie, dearie me. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. If you want to call, I suggest calling now because we're gonna. Um, uh, uh, play the interview from Roger McGuinn of The Birds in a little bit and then we, uh, we'll see what happens so what have we talked about this evening it's been uh, it's coked up TV executives or Frank Spencer they're very similar <laughs> uh, so so far we've, we're compiling the slimometer right at the top at 100% it's Zach Goldsmith I mean, jeez. I mean, he looks like um, uh, one of the Autons from uh, that John Pertwee Doctor Who series. There's a uh, reference for some uh, hardcore geeks. Hope you enjoyed. 85, we've got um, Sadiq Khan. They were both awful candidates, weren't they? Really? Really? I liked the um, women's equality lady. But I would say that because I'm a lefty um, and a racist. Um, I mean... Galloway, I think, is an excellent radio host. Um, you know, in terms of politics, I don't know. He's an excellent, he's an excellent radio host. Um, and oh, there, there was, there were. We can talk about this now, weren't there? There were a, a couple of. Um, there was, there was a, a prince. There was a prince on there. Can you have a little Google, Kath, and find that there was... He was an independent... There was, a, like, a legalised legal, legalized the weed guy. And there was an independent candidate called Prince... I don't know what his name was. 0844-499. Just tell me when I need to take the break, Ed. That's all I need to know. Um, Prince somebody... And I can't think what his name was. I'm gonna let me let me um, Google it. Prince London mayoral candidate. I'm sure there was because they had to read out all of the um, the names at one point, didn't they? When every time they mention it on LBC, they have to have to read out the um, all of the names. There we go. Prince Zielinski. He was a Polish prince. Prince John Zielinski. What was he's got a blooming why did this guy not get in? He's carrying a dagger in the picture I've got. It's not unusual for the police to feature in interviews with mayoral candidates. The mayor, after all, oversees Scotland Yard. But it's less common for officers to actually pitch up in person and want to question the hopefuls themselves. Um Oh, I don't know. Well, anyway. Imagine imagine the Fulwari. I mean, well, there's some Fulwari already that we've got a Muslim mayor of London. Um, but imagine the Ferrari if it had been a Polish mayor. Dear goodness gracious me, wouldn't wouldn't some people have got their knickers in a twisting turn, huh? Um, we're also asking, uh, talking about documentaries, can we find someone that wants to play with Alan Caddick's Willie? And um, who would play, uh, would be a good Joseph Fritzel? And that's not me being flippant about, well, I suppose it is me being flippant about the Fritzel thing, but it's a genuine... Um, question. Um, you've you've taken the time off the screen that I need to see, guys. Sorry, so I can't see what the time is. What time is the break, guys? Thank you very much indeed. There we go. Um, 
So it'd be interesting, wouldn't it? 0844-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. And we'll have a uh, we'll have a little look through the papers and stuff after midnight. I don't know. I don't know what we'll we'll we'll, we'll do. We'll do whatever uh, whatever comes up. Let's have a bit of this, shall we? Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. So anyway, we're going to take a break now. Don't call in for the next twenty minutes or so because we're going to we're going to uh, play a little thing. The premise of this show is that we um, sit around and we talk bullshine, basically, uh, and it should be um, fun. You know, fun. Remember, fun guys. Um, and we get guests on from time to time, and we only get guests on that um, I'm really into or I'm really interested in but don't know quite a little bit about. So we don't get the, hey, we've we got such-and-such is promoting a new book. I don't know who they are. I'm not interested. You know, such-and-such has got this new film out. Would you like to... Uh, no, not really. So we only get cool people on that we like, and we've had John Sebastian from The Love and Spoonful, Andy Partridge from XTC, Dennis from Dr. Hook, all, all of these cool people, right? And we're trying to track down some more cool people. We're going to get Danny Baker and Charlie Brooker and um, hopefully some members of Slade. Well, the other week, I got to, we finally got to speak to... Uh, a Roger McGuinn, who he... Well, he's only the, the lead singer and main man from the legendary The Birds. Things going. What are you up to at the moment, Roger? Well, I've just uh, finished the 20th anniversary edition of the Folk Den Project. It's another four-CD set with 100 songs. And uh, I, I don't know if you're aware of what the Folk Den Go on, is. For, for those, I, I am, but for those who don't know, tell us what it is. Okay, well, back in 1995, I was listening to a Smithsonian Folkways album of traditional music, and it dawned on me that the new folk singers were all singer-songwriters. They weren't doing the old child ballads and the sea shanties and the yeah. wonderful old folk songs. So I thought I'd do something about it. I was a, uh, I'm was a techie, so I knew how to record on a computer and put things up on the Internet for free downloads. And I started doing that in November of 1995. And I haven't missed... I haven't missed a month since then. I've got over 240 free MP3s up on my website, <clears throat> mcguinn.com. And to commemorate the 10th anniversary of it in 2005, we released a four-CD set of new recordings. They, they were not the MP3s. Yeah. They're completely, completely multi-track, uh, dubbed down to CD quality. And then <clears throat> for the uh, 20th anniversary... That's uh, 2015. We, we did it again. So there are two, four CD sets out there now. What I'm finding amazing talking to you, Roger, is I, I we, we, you know, we've had John Sebastian on the show and um, Graham Nash and and you know, kind of people from from you know from your era, your peers. You're you're very technically minded. A, a lot of you know the the, the 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 singers that started in the 60s and 70s haven't quite grasped new technology. Do you find it easy? Yeah, I always have. I got my first computer back in the 80s, and I've been, uh, I was online before the Internet. And when the Internet came out, I, I knew how to work it, and I, that's how I got the folk in together. Yeah. So uh, I just always loved technology. And it's, you're, it's a great way. You, you, you're embracing it to get your music out there. 
Yeah, it's it's a way of uh, distributing the music worldwide with with uh, minimal muss and fuss, you know. It's, uh, and it's uh, it's free, so it's good free stuff on the internet. Is it fair? There are a lot. There's lots of arguments at the moment about services like Spotify, and um, I can't remember yeah. the one that those pop stars started. Tidal, um, the, it, the 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 kind of the company that owns it gets the money, and the artists, you know, will get a few cents or something. Is, is, is yeah. it fair? Yeah. No, but um, it's it's a new. It's like radio. Radio was never fair either. You get a penny or two. So, you know, it's, I think you get more from BMI and, and ASCAP than you do from Spotify. But there's also some sort of legal uh, loophole where anything written before 1972 is free. They don't have to pay any right. royalties on it. And that, that's not fair. And I think um, that Howard Kalin from the Turtles is 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 kind of championing the argument against that, isn't he? Yeah, I think he he uh, filed a lawsuit. Um, so the folk then the twentieth anniversary edition, I, could, I that can be bought from your website as a proper. Cause I, I do like you know I'm for, I'm forty two. I like I like records and I like CDs. I like to hold the thing that I'm you know yeah. I'm buying. A physical product. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, we don't have it. We don't quite have it on the website yet. At, at this point, uh, we just got the copies printed, and uh, we're selling them at venues. But we, we'll have it up there in a month or so. And you're still playing. You're still touring a lot. Yes, I am. Um, quite quite a bit, as a matter of fact. And it's, 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 have I got this right, Roger? It's just, it's just you. You you kind of do like you kind of sit down and you play the songs and tell the stories. Well, it's more, yeah, I tell the story, it's more of a one-man show, yeah. like a one-man play, um, like the, uh, you know, single actors do the play. So it's uh, basically my autobiography on stage, and I just tell people how, how it all happened. How did it all happen? Because it's, you, the, the birds are brilliant, but they're, they're kind of, they stick out a bit like a sore thumb as being unlike any other band from that era. I mean, the, the, a couple of years down the line, there were bands copying you, but at the time, you were unique. Yeah, well, what happened was the um, the folk movement was taking, um, it was going downhill, and the Beatles the Beatles came out, and they were doing folk music chord changes because they'd been the Quarrymen, the uh, uh, Skiffle Band, yeah. so they were playing uh, all these folky kind of melodies, and I picked up on it and said, hey, you know, I can combine the beat of the Beatles with the uh, sensibility of Bob Dylan and have something. And it worked, didn't it? It was, it, I mean, I don't know if you like the term folk rock. I, these these kind of labels are always a little no, bit simpler than they are, but it, it, you, you, you created a new genre. Yeah, I think folk rock is fair enough. We didn't want to get locked in that box, which is why we, we experimented with John Coltrane, and then they called that psychedelic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, and and you and you. I mean, you also, you guys, kind of. Um, it's f- pretty fair to say, invented country rock as well. Well, um, I would give the credit to Ringo Starr. He, he did. Uh, he did act naturally <laughs> on the Help uh, album, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he gave me the idea of of using a country beat in, in a rock band, and uh, then of course Chris Hillman came from a bluegrass background, so he. He did Satisfied Mind on the second Bird yeah. album, uh, way before Graham Parsons came along. But Graham was sort of an evangelist for country music. He really got us fired up about it. So, and nobody liked nobody liked the Sweetheart of Rodeo when it came out. It took about thirty years for anybody to appreciate it. That's the weird thing. It's it's my favorite Birds album, and it's um, it, it kind of got trashed at the time, didn't it? 
lot of people say that now that they, they appreciate it, but at the time it was not what one would expect from a rock band. What was Graham Parsons like? He was um, he was a nice kid. I, I always liked him. He was like a country boy. We drank beer and rode motorcycles and played pool and, and played guitars and banjos and hung around and yeah, we had a good time together. I, I, I really like him, but then he had to go and um, leave the birds and so it left us in sort of a, an awkward position. But I, I I was friends with him after that and we, we got along very well. The, 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 you've been the constant in the birds, and you have had, you know, with, with uh, David Crosby, you know, you, the, the people have have kind of shone very brightly for a few albums with the birds and then left. Was it all? Was it? Were you always going to carry on? It must have been hard, you know, when Crosby left, when Parsons left, to go. Okay, we're going to find someone else, and we're going to carry on. Well, it was a going brand, and I didn't. I was reluctant to dump it because it was we were making money at it, so. I finally did one, once it, um, we did that reunion album with the original birds and that didn't do as well as we'd expected. So I thought, well, here's, here's a chance to do my solo thing. I have to admit, I was, um, I, I was on uh, Twitter a while ago, and I got involved in the... I suddenly got sandwiched. I can't remember how it started. The most beautiful conversation between you and David Crosby, where I think you sent a picture to David saying, do you recognise this building? And he went, oh, yeah, we took acid on the roof of that building. And then you two... It, it, was, so, it was so joyous. I was in that conversation, and you two were reminiscing about taking LSD on some building on the Strip. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Will Wright's ice cream parlour on the Strip. And, uh, and, you know, and I remember very vividly, David didn't smoke cigarettes. Uh, he smoked other things, but he didn't smoke cigarettes. And I, I did at that time. And I lit up a cigarette, and he said, you know, that's really poison. And I could just feel, I, I held the cigarette in my hand, and I could feel the poison going up my arm wow. and killing me, you know. Yeah. So it, it, was, um, it was very influential. Do you speak to David Crosby on the phone at all? I, I, again, I find it so odd that two, um, you know, legends, two rock legends who, who started together and then kind of forged their own careers, that you, you have little chats on Twitter. Do you, do you ever phone him up and, and talk? Yeah, um, I, I talked to him. It's not necessary, really, to talk on the phone, but I did talk to him um, oh, a few months ago. We, we had some business that I didn't want to put on, on Twitter. Yeah. So. And I suppose I've got to ask the question. I hate asking it because I know what the answer is going to be, Roger. But is there ever is there ever a chance of you and David Crosby doing a, a gig together or, or a song together? Well, I, I won't say I wouldn't do that, but uh, but I mean because we have done that. I, I played with him. Uh, at, we, we did it for Fred Wallachy, and we we did it uh, when he was at the Beacon Theatre some years ago. So yeah, it's possible possible, but uh, getting the birds together is not. Well, yes, I mean, yes, that would be true. Gene Clark, of course, was another... Um, the, the thing about the birds, it, the, the, there were so many different talents in there. You know, you all had um, your own skills, and you, you, you were all very different personalities. And Gene Clark, what was he like to work with? Uh, he was a country boy, too, and kind of brooding. Um, he was extremely handsome, and all the girls liked him. And then uh, he wrote some pretty good songs, and, yeah. and uh, that, he was a big asset to the birds originally. Tell me about this. Now, is this the DVD stories, songs, and friends? Yes. What What's that? Well, it started out. Well, my mother was um, turning 102, and I was doing a concert where she lived in Tucson. 102. And, wow. And, 
Yeah, yeah. At the Tucson Fox Theater, and she was uh, in bed, so she couldn't make the, the concert. But I recorded it for her to hear. And then we listened to it and he said, hey, this is pretty good. Let's put it out. And then we put a DVD uh, in the package, too, with a lot of my friends kind of talking about their impressions of the birds. Well, she lived to be 102 in two days. So it was very timely. <laughs> That's good genes, man. She's got you've got good genes yeah. in you. That were good. Well done, her. Um, yeah, yeah. And you've also worked with. I'm, I'm a huge, huge Beach Boys fan. You know, I, I subscribe to the, the, the you know, the meth, the thought of that, that Brian Wilson is God. You've, you've worked with the Beach Boys as well, haven't you? Yes, I have. Very, very privileged to uh, work with the Beach Boys. My connection was uh, Bruce Johnson and Terry Melcher. That uh, Bruce and Terry used to have a band called the Ripcords. Yeah. And then Bruce was, became a full time Beach Boy. And you know, they just invited me to go out and tour with them, and uh, the Birds and the Beach Boys would play together. And I was on a Beach Boys album back in uh, around 1990, I think, 1989, 1990. And this is where I got my first taste of computer recording, because right. Terry Melcher had a, um, a beta copy of Pro Tools before anybody knew what this was. Wow. And I went to his house in Carmel, California, and I expected we were going to go down to the studio any minute. And instead, we walked into another room where his engineer had Pro Tools set up, and we recorded the whole album on Pro Tools. And is that how you do it now? Because you, 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 it's such a different industry now that, that, you know, anybody can just open up their Mac or their laptop, and you've got a recording studio there. Is that how you record now? Yes, it is. I, I have a MacBook Pro and, and Pro Tools, and it's uh, it's as good as any studio quality that you can get. It's got 96 tracks. Wow. I mean, it's incredible. And, and the plugins are, are wonderful. You, you can get uh, all these different EQs and, and effects and things. So it's, it's really great. And you know your way around it. You, you, you do it all yourself. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an engineer. Right? Do you play any games online? No, not really. I, you know, no. I'm, I'm not really into, into gaming. I, I do have Microsoft Flight Simulator, right. which is more of a... I, I regard that more of a, uh, like an instructional tool than a game. Yeah. I, 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 I was trying to picture you running around playing Call of Duty or, or Halo or something. And I, I, yeah, I guess that's not... A couple more things. Yeah. One of the themes... I'm, I'm not a big... Go on. I was going to say, I'm not a big fan of the single-person shooter games. I, I think they're kind of destructive. Yeah, oh no, they're, they're, they're grim, you know, they're pretty grim, and, and there's a big kind of thing going on over here about, you know, parents letting their kids play them, and it's, you know, you're going around blowing things up. It doesn't seem particularly healthy. One of the common... Go ahead. No, I was going to say, one of the common threads that we've noticed on this show from all of the, from a significant number of the guests is Cass Elliot. Oh, Mama yeah. Cass, and I just yeah, wondered sure. if you—I just wondered if if you had any stories about Cass. Well, um, I remember her very well. I remember her from Greenwich Village, and I guess she was in the Big Three at that time. Yeah, and then uh, then she moved out to L.A. and she was kind of a the um, social hub where people would hang out at her, at her house, and uh, it, it was kind of a Laurel Canyon social hub. So I, I always loved her. She was a wonderful. Wonderful woman and a great singer. My goodness. Yeah, I mean, man, what a voice that that woman had. Such a sad story, you know. I mean, I, I always think her last few albums that sold, you know, yeah. Zip were just fantastic. You know, when she got away from from yeah. John Phillips and that kind of. I mean, they were great albums as well. When are you coming back to the UK, Roger? 
Well, I was just there in 2015, I think, or 2014. I don't know. I, we were we were in Europe for three and a half months, and uh, I don't have any plans to come immediately. But I just toured Japan and all the Hawaiian islands, and uh, we got a lot of dates set up in the U.S. What happens is I have an agent in the U.K. Yeah. and also one in the states. And when I play, when I was over in Europe for three and a half months, the, the agent in the states felt kind of slighted, and so we have to do some dates here to <laughs> kind of make up for it. And do you still love it? Because I mean, I'd imagine that you're in a position where you don't need to do this anymore. Mm, technically, I don't. No, I mean, uh, it, it's it's nice to have the income, but um, I'm, <laughs> I get Social Security and all these things, and, I'm, and we have some savings. So I'm fine. <laughs> but uh, I, I do I do love playing. I, I enjoy the work tremendously, and uh, I love the traveling. I love every every aspect of it. My wife and I go on the road together. It's like a honeymoon. And she does everything off stage, like she's the lighting director and the sound director and all that. And I do this stuff on stage. And I have four instruments uh, usually. But when I come to the UK, I only have two because of transportation. Yeah. It's difficult to get, get them there. And I don't like to fly with musical instruments because uh, I was on the Concord back in the day when it was running. And Air France uh, broke one of my nice acoustic 12-string Martins. Oh, no. What what what, who yeah. do you, what happens when that happens? Do, do, do they go out and buy you another one, or do they just go? I'm sorry, sir. No, no, no. Uh, when you buy a, a plane ticket, you sign a waiver oh, on the yeah, back yeah. of the ticket. It's automatic, and you get like three hundred dollars or something. <laughs> well, that's terrible. <laughs> and it must multi thousand dollar guitar. It, it's, you said that you just said the loveliest thing I think I've heard. Uh, I go out with, with my wife. We do these dates, and it's like every night's like a honeymoon. That's that must be fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's great, and, and we. We get along fine. We love traveling together and seeing new places, and we got favorite places to go. Did you ever think that there are, there are so many people right now? Again, Graham Nash got a brand new album out that is that is brilliant. The Monkeys have got a new single out of all of all bands. You know, you've got this the, the, the Folk Den twentieth anniversary and, and you, the tours and the shows and all of these things. Did did you know eighteen nineteen year old Jim McGuinn, Roger McGuinn, uh, as you became? Did 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 you ever think you'd be doing this? You know, in the twenty first century. I never thought three weeks ahead, much less uh, yeah. fifty years ahead. And uh, as far as putting out, like, a pop album at this point, I, I don't know if there's a big market for me doing that. So I'm, I'm happy just keeping the old folk songs alive. Yeah. Give us the website again, Roger, if, if people want to go and have a listen. It's mcguinn.com, and click on the Folk Den button. It's a uh, thing right down below my picture. Brilliant, Roger. Honest, it is such a thrill to talk to you, man. You've, you know, you, you, you've contributed to the soundtrack to my life. So thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. All right. Well, it's a pleasure talking to you. Next time we're in the UK, Roger, we will, we will, I'll, I'll come and say hello. Thank you so much. Okay, great. Take care, man. Bye bye. Talk Radio. Okay, we're going to have the news, and then we're going to take your calls straight to air. Don't call just yet, but store this number, 0844-499-1000. This is Ian Lee. You're listening to Talk Radio straight to air after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Mama put the popcorn kernels in the pot. She turned up the heat, now the pot is getting hot. And then those popcorn kernels start to pop, 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 p
So, we'll take your call straight to air, shall we? If you're watching on Periscope. Oh, you got to, um, then nearly went to a monkey's bootleg then. What is, what is this? There we go. Uh, if you're watching on Periscope, you would have got me to have uh, joined in, see me joining in with that. So, call straight to air for the last hour of the show, 0844-499-1000. A couple of things. Seven pence a minute, plus access charge, significantly more from some mobile networks. Bear that in mind. If you're going to, you can phone in and do anything. Carry on talking about what we've talked about, about Fritzel. Uh, about the slimeometer, uh, um, Alan Caddick docu- documentaries, anything like that, or you can phone up and you can make fart noises, you can sing a song, <coughs> you can play a bit of audio down the phone, do whatever you want to do. Someone's watching this in the toilet of a bar in Brighton. That's weird. That I, I, I yes. Um, so oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You call up, you come straight to air. You don't have to give your real name. Do whatever you want to do. I don't really, I don't really mind to be honest. I'll just sit here and uh, look at the papers. Now, there's a strange story here. Um, uh, I have used, um, have I used Gumtree? Yeah, I think I got rid of a couple of rabbit hutches on Gumtree, or was it FreeCycle? I've definitely used FreeCycle. I told you about when I was um, uh, on uh, FreeCycle years ago, and I lived in North London, and I wanted to get rid of. Here's a strange mix of things. Don't ask me why. A portable television, but one of those portable TVs that had a massive back and weighed a ton. And a commode. I know. Don't ask why. Um, and um, someone got in touch and said, yeah, I'd like... And I, I listed them separately. And someone got in touch and said, yeah, I'll have both of those, please. It's like, yeah, fine. Okay, what do you want to pick? She said, I'll turn up tonight about eight o'clock and I'll collect them. I was like, beautiful. You come and You come and collect these. That'll be awesome. Um, and she turned up. Oh, hang on a second. Yes, line one, you're on the wireless. Evening. Is what? Good evening. Good evening. I was just ringing about something you mentioned first off at the beginning of the show. about. Oh, yeah. um, I've, I've still got my baby milk teeth. And I'm 30, um, 35. And my dad's still got his and he's 65. Flipping X. So your, te- your teeth didn't fall out. I've got my milk teeth, and my adult ones had to be removed because they were growing the wrong way, and my baby ones have stayed there, but my dad's still got the adult ones in his gums. Oh, he's still got it. his baby milk teeth there. So he's why, 65, and they're still going strong. Why didn't you... I thought that milk teeth were more um, fragile than the uh, proper teeth. Yeah, but with my... Because I had to have the adult ones removed from the gums, they weren't there to push... The baby ones too. How um, I don't know why with my dad who's feeding. How did um they take the teeth, the adult teeth, out of your gums? They put underneath in the roof of my mouth and peeled back the roof of my mouth and removed them. It was pretty grim. Sweet Lord Jesus, that sounds hideous. It was, and I hate teeth as well. I've got a real, considering I've worked in operating theatres handling bits of lung and all sorts the sort of teeth just makes me cringe did you did they how many teeth did they take out just the two um adult teeth but then later i had to have i only had one wisdom tooth and i've had that removed as well okay wow Um, and your dad's teeth they just they just your dad's teeth are they would it be fair to say your dad's teeth are haunted they could be haunted, you don't know. I mean, he did get two of the teeth knocked out by a um, cricket ball when he was younger, and he's got those on a plate, but he's still got those two baby teeth, and who knows what the adult ones are doing. 
That's that's quite simply one of the most horrific stories I've heard today. Thank you very much for calling, caller. You're very welcome. Ta-ta. That was flipping. Line two, you're on the wireless. You're my honey bun, sugar plum, plummy, yummy, yummy. You're my sweetie pie. You're my cupcake, gumdrop, snookum, snookum. You're the apple of my eye. Haven't heard that for um, um, six, seven years, and it's it's just as creepy as I remember it. Line one, you're on the wireless. Good evening. Good evening. Uh, you're talking about satisfying medical procedures. We, we were the other day, yes, yes. Tip that on its head a bit and tell you about an unnecessary medical procedure. Oh, of course you can. And what a great phoning topic you've come up with, sir, yes. What is your name? Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Oh, hello, Jamie. Go on, yeah, tell us, tell us about that. I was about 14 years old, and I was at school, and I didn't really like school. Yeah. Um, and we were doing biology, and now talking about appendix and stuff like that. Yeah. And the next day, I woke up with a sudden mystery appendix pain, and uh, my mum sent me to the doctors. Yeah. And the doctor sent me to the hospital, because I was groaning when they prodded all the right places. Yeah. The hospital put me in a gown. The yeah. doctor rolled me over and put his finger and he put his finger. Check. He put his finger up your bum. Yeah. Did they? Did they? Did, I don't think they need to do that for appendix, do they? <laughs> yeah, you're not the first person to say this. Oh, I don't think. Stick a pencil out there. I don't think they need to do that for your for your appendix at all. It's not connected. Your <laughs> bum is not connected to your appendix. <laughs> Yeah, you're not the first person to say that. Oh, well. Still, still luck, lucky you, huh? Yeah. You got one for free. Um, yeah. It's an experience. So, they took me up to the ward, and I have my appendix out. Yeah. I didn't have an appendicitis. Well, I you... just wanted the day off school. <laughs> <laughs> so, you'd had the appendicitis lesson, and you thought, right, yeah. how old were you, Jamie? About 13, 14 oh, years old. beautiful, beautiful. Well, in, in many ways, it, the the, the um, inappropriate finger up the bum is some kind of karma. Um, but um, it's, I'll and, take that. and you faked that's that what you said, and you so you faked appendicitis. Yeah, and every step wow. it went along, the more serious it got. So the harder it was for me yeah. to confess. Yeah, and then my teachers visiting me in, in the hospital, and they bought me Lucasade and chocolate yeah. and. Yeah. So it was all right in the end. And I never told anyone that I didn't, that I was lying until about three years ago. And I actually confessed it on the, uh, a confessionist show on another... With, with, with Simon Mayo? That's the one. Yes, the fellow. And I know the fellow. they read it out. What did your, what did your mum, uh, what did your mum and dad say? Are they still around? Uh, my dad's not, but my mum, yeah. she, she, she took it quite well. She yeah. laughed. It was so long now. She yeah, yeah, anything, yeah. But, yeah, Jamie. Well, listen, flipping it. If, if you uh, thank you very much indeed. If you've ever faked an illness to the point of um, um, having a, a finger inserted up your anus, line two, you're on the wireless. Right now, Ian and Keith have said that B is corner shop. Oh no! Ah, that's a real punt. I'm thinking oh. about that time they were big for about twenty seconds. Uh, there we go. Okay, well, let's see if that's right. Oh, no, it's not. I know exactly what it is. Oh, no! Theatre. Performance. Oh, no! Mother, I'm Oh, no! It's too late! It's, it's not! Too late. It's something 
it's a... Go on. Ah, it's the Spice Girls, isn't it? <laughs> yep, that's, 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 that's the day my white privilege burst on television and I became a racist. Yes, Line One, you're on the wireless. As I love you so, and I want you to know that I'll always be right here. That's why I sing this song for you, because you are so dear. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it really is. Um, it's, it's the stuff of nightmares. So, so anyway, so I had a commode and um, a, a heavy portable television to oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. This woman said, "I'll come and collect them both." And she turned up a commode, as you know, is it's a big chair that you sit on to have a poo. And um, she turned up, and it was this um, um, this this rather old—I won't say frail woman, because she looked quite quite tough. And I said, "All right, listen, um, I was in the first floor flat." I said, "Where's your car? I'll, I'll carry the stuff down and put it in your car." She went, "Oh no, I got the bus." It's like right. How are you going to get this home? I'll take it on the bus. A commode and a big, heavy, portable television. Are you nuts? It, and I said, look, you, I, I tell you what, they, they're yours, right? You can have them. If you want to take them both, you can. Hang on a second. Yes, line one. Hiya. Hello, you're on the air. What do you want? Night. There we go. Thank you very much. I'm going to... Oh, let's try this one. Yes, line one. <laughs> abruptly so did this late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk yes line one hello nope there we go log that please thank you very much indeed line two you're on the wireless hello line two you're on the air Okay, well, thank you very much. If people want to hear the old shows, they can go and listen to the podcast. Um, so the woman said, I'll take them both. And I said, oh, blimey. Yes, line one. Every breath you take, oh, every move you make, yeah. oh. every bond you break, every step you take, I'll be watching you. Now, how freaky uh, is that? Uh, line two, you're on the wireless. Have a guess who this is. Oh. Ian Lee. Actually, I do know who he is, and I can't stand him. Who who was that? Was that um... Ian Lee? Actually, I do know who he is, and I can't stand him. Well, he sounds like a gentleman of excellent um, excellent taste. Whoever that gentleman is, I don't Are you know. Sure, you want to go with Chris Reardon? Oh, is it Chris? Re- no, who's Chris Reardon? Why do I don't know who these? Yes, why not? Let's yes. Thank Chris Reardon. Let's find out if you're right. Papa Spot on. Okay, you move to the next round. Okay, what's the next round? And we love Yasser. Um, oh, who's that saying we love Yasser? Play that again. And we love Yasser. It's not Lisa Faulkner, is it? 
And we love Yatha. It's someone quite famous, and I can't think who it is. Oh, um, she's a blonde lady. She's a presenter. She's a television presenter. Um, I can't remember her name. Well, that means you're through to the third round, which is the music round. Now, what we've done well, here... I did again. Talk radio ...and product recall to rock up uh, a version of a familiar TV theme. See if you know what this theme is. This is good. This is good. It's the littlest What's hobo. The theme, the littlest it's, hobo. It's, it's the littlest hobo. Play it. Play the whole thing. Find out. It's the littlest hobo. Let's have a listen. Any idea? It's the littlest hobo. Let's find out if you are right. Spot on, you got that right. Okay, you move to round this is number freaky. four. I'm going to play you a bit of a song. Okay. I want you to tell me what year the song was released, who it's by, what the song is, who wrote it, how long it took to record, and what oh. chart position it got to. Here we go. Okay. Well, the, right, okay, it was the Beach Boys. Um, it cost quarter of a million dollars to record. It took six months to record. It was 1966 or seven. I can't remember. And it got to number one. Take care. Bye-bye. If that doesn't get me the gig on TalkSport, I don't know what will. Yay! Thank you, man. Well, that was a lot of work went into that. <coughs> when was that from? That must have been from LBC. I'm trying to find... Um, um, Product Recall did a brilliant that version of The Littlest Hobo, but I can't find it um, anywhere. If anyone's got that on MP3, they did like a sort of rock version of The Littlest Hobo. Yes, line one. That was brilliant. Whoever that was, the top top points. Okay. Well, and, and, and that's just you playing a show from uh, Monday. Um, that was brilliant. Thank you, man. That was awesome. Um, well put together. I can't remember the name of that woman, though, that says we love Yasser. She's, um, I think it's, it was, it was on a, she was like on a red carpet event and I can't remember what her name is. So long, I mean, it's like, that's like 10 years ago, isn't it? Um, yes, line one. It's Andre speaking. Hello, Andre, My how are you doing? My name is Andre, as yep. well as Andy. Yep. I've got a glass of music, if you want to listen to it. Go on then. I'm from Essex, in oh. case you couldn't tell. Dental research. And I'll bang this on that. I think Jeff cakes are lovely. Because you can either eat them a little bit at a time or eat them in one mouth if you are greedy. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Just never emptying bottle of dreams. I remember the Jaffa cake thing. I think we told him that he had to... um, Andre was a caller in another life. Uh, that he could win a lifetime supply supply of Jaffa cakes if he came up with a slogan in less than twenty words or something. I like Jaffa cakes because I think that was Eloise's idea. That was very funny. Yes, line two. Okay, that's that. Uh, okay, that's great. Well, this has got to um, um, be the best straight to where we've had since we've been on uh, talk radio. I think. I think. I mean, are you. You you be the judges in your mind. I'll be the judge in my mind. And in my mind, yes, sir. Uh, if you want to take part, 0844 499 1000. Seven pence a minute plus access charge. Significantly more for mobiles. I do wonder. Someone's just asking on Periscope. What's Periscope? Well, you can watch the show if you if, if you want. Um, I do wonder about some of those callers. And 
some of them will be dead. Some of the old callers, certainly from the LBC, because you get a lot of old women phoning up, um, they're probably dead. Betty is probably dead. Betty went on to sort of become friends with my mum, and then I had a row with her, um, and I, I don't think we spoke again after that. Um, Andre, um, you know, I liked... I, in my head, everyone asked me what happened to um, uh, Andre. In my head, he got sober, and he's he finally bought a Subaru. But I just don't know. I just don't know. Yes, line one. Nope, didn't work. Log it. Um, uh, try again, because the phone system is not anywhere near as perfect as they would have us think. Yes, line one. Um, I'm new to listening to this show. Do, do I have to say something stupid or say something stupid? It was Kate... part of the show where... It was Kate Thornton was the, was, the, um, was the woman who said, we love Yasser. Thank you for reminding me. Sorry, what was, what was that? Um, I'm quite new to listening to the show. Yes. And I always get a little bit confused when I tune at this one. Is it specifically thrown in to say something silly or things on the phone? No. Or is it just any call? It's anything. Literally anything. Oh. In which case, um, I had an experience for the first time this week. What, what experience? I embroiled, I embroiled myself in a, in a Twitter rail. A Twitter rail. Oh, flipping it. What happened? I've never... I've I put something on you on yours. I was a girl. Who put, I put a photo of a letter because I couldn't fit all my words into a into a tweet. So I wrote you a, a thing in defence of well, whatever. Oh, was that the thing and, about me? Uh, yeah. Oh, you did that. Well, you're very very kind. Thank you very yeah. much. I appreciated that, that a lot. Well, Thank I've, you. I've never really, I've never really got got involved, and I've never really kind of uh, understood how people get really, you know, uh, bothered or upset or uh, offended, because I've never... But, but somebody just got right on, right on my nerves. Go on, what... It, oh, it, almost fini- it, it almost finished me. What did they um, say? I wanted to... It was... Um, I wanted to dis- discuss something, and I think it, was, it was somebody who said about the white privilege. And I oh, said... Was it, was I, it, I was her name something like JC45 or something? Yeah, that's right. Oh, I, yeah. bl- I blocked I had, her. I had a, Silly woman. Yeah, I had, I had a massive... But I, the thing is, I was... Genuinely um, interested yeah. to kind of to, to know wh- where where she was coming from. So she sent me a link to a really interesting article, which basically just said because of our ancestors, that's white privilege. Yeah. So I was saying, so regardless of whether we're prejudiced, we're all we're all racist. And she wouldn't answer my question. No, no, and she I wouldn't. Said, and this is this is the thing. This is the only thing I want to say is that I said to her, if if that is the case, wouldn't saying Spice Girls also have been racist? And she, and, could... she would, and she refused to answer me, and it wound me up so much. Yeah, that's what she was. It just wound me up. She wound... And I, I never knew that I would be wound up so much. She wound me up it. a lot, right, and she was giving me the white privilege mm-hmm. thing. and Which I accept, there is white privilege, of course there is, I accept that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but then she kept including me in comments with other people, and I said, could you please exclude me from these comments? And mm-hmm. then there was a second one, I said, please, would you exclude me from this? And then there was a third one, I said, right, this is your last chance, I'm asking you politely, would you exclude me from these conversations? And she didn't, so I blocked her, and then she blocked me. So, that and that, that will have made her happy, and that's good. And isn't it funny how someone you've never met... You know nothing about, yeah, you've exchanged absolutely. maybe, you know, less than a hundred words, and yeah. they've got right up your nose. Do you know, I, the, the thing is, it's like I took it really personally. Yeah. It's my fault for taking it personally. I took it really personally, because I was thinking, I'm, I'm just asking a question, I'm not saying anything rude, I'm genuinely interested in how, da 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 and um, she wouldn't have it, so I said, well, can you answer? Well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to answer the question because you're roaming off subjects. I said, well, go on then. Well, I don't mind answering. I was like, go on then. And I thought, my God, what am I doing? <laughs> you I can't win. So I just wanted to say that it was a new experience for me and I don't know how anybody who gets, uh, never, 
never mind things like that, but trolled or anything like that. I don't know how anybody comes with it. I'm not surprised that kind of it really affects people. Well, I have no idea. So I'm I... sympathy for anybody who thank gets you. that all the time. Uh, thank you. Listen, thank you so much for writing that piece. It was very touching and very kind. Thank you. For... This is about me being a racist. Um, and I am getting very more. I'm getting more and more confident in my distancing myself from Twitter. I had a lovely chat with Adam Buxton yesterday, both in his podcast and off his podcast about it. And he just went, "Oh man, you should just get, just get rid of it. Get rid of it, man." And then he sent me a lovely, really long email today, basically saying, get, "Get away from Twitter. Don't argue with those people. Delete it off your phone. If you can't close your account, at least delete it and and don't in, in, engage in it." And I've unfollowed everybody. I followed I followed two people today, and then I unfollowed them again. Um, and I'm just I've tweeted that the show was on. I did retweet something from the awful Christian Concern organization who aren't christians well they say they're christians but they're a thoroughly right-wing nasty bigoted um a group of people who want to um make gay wedding illegal they want to make abortion illegal i think they want to make homosexuality illegal but i'm not 100 percent sure uh, they're the reason i lost the gig at the bbc and, and they just tweeted this this horribly islamophobic thing about sadiq khan um, and so I retweeted that, but, but I'm just at the moment and for the, for the, certainly for the short term future, I'm not going to reply to anyone on Twitter, guys. And I don't, please don't take it personally. I just don't feel like I want to. I just want to, I'll plug the show. I'll plug the live CD when that comes out. And that's it. Line one, you're on the wireless. Nope. Let's go to a break. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, right, let's try line two. You're on the wireless. Hello, I can hear you. Hello? Yes, it's you. Hello, who's that? This is uh, Ian, who's that? Hello, Ian, it's Barry from Northampton. How are you doing? Hello, Barry from Northampton. I'm all right, I'm I'm hungry, um, but I'm also... I've put on a pair of jeans tonight that I've not worn for three weeks and I can't do the top button-up. And that's bad. So I'm feeling I'm feeling fat and bloated and a little bit down about that. But I'm all right. I'm all right. That's a coming of age thing. Don't worry about it. Well, it might I've be. That it as might well, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I don't know why I'm ringing. To be honest, yeah. Um, Beach Boys. You're yeah. a Beach Boys fan. I love the Beach Boys. Yes. Love them. Absolutely. I've been a massive Beach Boys fan since I was five years old. Absolutely. Brilliant. How come? Well, your, your mum and dad play them? Did they? No, my dad had a best of yeah. Beach Boys tape that had a lady's bikini bottom on the front. I know exactly the tape. Because... I know exactly the album you mean. Boy, oh boy, yes. Yeah. And, was, and I, I don't think that was the thing that attracted me. It might have been. I don't know, but no. you know, it might not have been. There were two but, of them. There, anyway. there, there, that was the best of the Beach Boys. That's there was right. volume one and volume two, wasn't there? <laughs> I remember it. I yeah. remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cover. Uh, exactly the same thing. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, out of all of the rubbish tapes my dad had, those were the two that attracted me. And uh, I played volume one, and I was hooked for life, absolutely hooked. Learned every word, and uh, played their tapes, and put my headphones on in my bed. And, yeah. Uh, brilliant. Are you going to see brilliant. Brian yeah. Wilson's doing a tour in the next couple of weeks? Are you going to go and see him? Um, no, I'm not, unfortunately. I can't make it, no. I'm taking my... Are you going? Yeah, I'm taking my six-year-old on the... I think it's Saturday the 14th to see him play yeah. Pet Sounds and do some, you know, some hits and stuff like that. So, yeah, we're very excited about that. I would love to that. see that. I really would. Yeah. Fa- Favourite Beach Boys song? It's good they're still doing it. Sorry? Favourite Beach Boys song? Favourite Beach Boys song? Oh, God. Oh, this, is, this is a uh, tough one. Oh. It really is a tough one. Um, you know what? 
I don't I don't know why, but straight away I think in my room. I don't know why. You, you, Sorry, you, you but... don't know. You don't. You don't need to know why when it's something like that. That's a that's a, fu- <laughs> a flipping great one. Nearly swore then. Sure, that. Yeah. <laughs> that's a flipping great. I think we got away with that. That's a flipping great one. <laughs> Have you it heard in my room really in is. German? No. Oh, mate, they did it in... Good? Yeah, they did it in German. There was a thing in the 60s where bands... The Beatles did a few songs um, in German, and the Beach Boys um, did In My Room... Here we go. Hang on. Have, 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 have listened to this. Hang on. Here we go. Here we go. It's not It's not quite as, as, as romantic and as uh, as powerful, but here we go. Here we go. Oh, hang on a minute. The, the blooming internet won't work. There we go. Right, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beach Boys in German. <laughs> Oh, internet! We'll play. I tell you what, we'll play it before the end of the no, show. That, that's good. Yeah, it, it's good. It's good. It's, it, it, it needs to. Um, YouTube needs to stream. I haven't got all my songs in me. Oh well, yeah. No, listen. I love the Beach Boys, and thanks for that. I, it's always. I, I'm always happy to discuss those crazy guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, All right. that's good. Nice one, man. Um, Thanks for calling. Yeah, by the way, you did, you, you've got a great show. I oh. love listening to you. Well, thank you. Um, despite what the other idiots say, yes. I think you're great. Well, so, you're um, very kind. Thank you very much indeed. I appreciate that. Line one, you're on the wireless. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Yes. How I wonder what you are. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, uh, you know, you... Uh, you uh, uh, yeah, I was wondering if you can sponsor my uh, pet gay fish. OK, thank you very much indeed. I wonder why she doesn't call anymore. Line two, you're on the wireless. Scrunched up your face oh. and did a little dance. Shook your little turd out oh. the bottom of your pants. I don't see why anyone can see in anyone else but you. OK, that's, I mean, that's just, imagine, you know, and that's a grown woman doing that. Line one, you're on the wireless. Okay, I don't know why you're just playing Monday's podcast to me. I, I mean, I have access to it. I think I think we can play that whole Beach Boys song now. L- l- listen to this, man. This is great.
That's your actual Beach Boys singing in German. Auf dem Deutsch. Good, isn't it? I love that. They are good, the Beach Boys. They do, um, they, they, they also release some stinkers, which is what I think makes them so good. Line one, you're on the wireless. Oh, Ian, please, have you finished that bloody commode story? Oh, well, the ending is... I'm in suspense, man. Um, the, the ending isn't that good. Thank you for reminding me. Is it, it's Russ, isn't it? Yes. Thank you for reminding me. Right, OK. So, um, she ke- turned up on the bus, and it was a big commode, and it was a big uh, portable TV, and um, she was going to take them both on the bus. I said, you can't do that. Basically, she took the commode, and I left the, the, the TV out on the, the doorstep, and she came and took it the next day. She took a commode, and she actually took it on the bus? Yeah, 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 she took a commode. Well, the thing is, if you, if you get caught short, it's a long journey. She had to go from um, um, Muswell Hill to Tottenham. It's a long journey. If you get caught short, you can just, you know, have a waz. Well, I'll sleep better now over the rest of that story. I'm glad, glad, glad I could help you, Russ. <laughs> Always my, my pleasure to um, to help people. Uh, uh, have I missed a break? Have we got... No, we haven't missed... Um, anyway, so, the reason I was talking about the commode was because there's a story in the paper. There we go, we're back on track. 30 minutes, 35 minutes later and we're back on track. So, treadmill for sale on, on, bum tree. That's right, guys. Why bum tree, not gum tree? The story involves a bum. Let's find out more. I'll continue. Thank you. A randy wife... Is there... Is there such a thing? Guys? Huh? A randy wife tried to get a discount on a £99 second-hand treadmill with a snap of her bum. They've missed out there. They should have said with a cheeky snap of her bum. Shouldn't they? They've missed, missed out there. Paul Sims, you've, you've let the, the sun down. Seller Lee Kuchia, 31, was contacted by the woman after he placed an ad on online sales site Gumtree, which we've hilariously called Bumtree in this story as it involves a bum. The exchange started normally until she texted him a picture of her tights-clad bum. And it's a big old bum. She does need a treadmill. Um, She then asked him to knock down the price in return for extra marital fun. Wowzers. Lee tried to give her the bum's rush by telling her he was seeing someone. But she asked, not even for a good one-off session. A good one-off. You fancy a good one-off session? Single Lee had to pretend he was gay to stop her from sending any further messages. The sales assistant said, When she sent me a picture of her bum and tights, I didn't know what to think. I was quite shocked, to be honest. I just thought, wow, I should probably avoid her. Oh, come on, man. Come on, live a little. Huh? Live a little. Um, Lee of Rotherham, South York, added, My friend said it reads like the start of a bad porno. No, it doesn't sound... I, 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 I have never seen a porno. Of course I have. In none of them does it involve Gumtree or someone um, uh, 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 selling a treadmill. Treadmills are involved in some of them. Of course they are. Um... Some, my friend said, that, said it was hilarious. Some have been encouraging me to meet her. I'm not tempted... Her ass looked horrible. The end of the story. I just think that um, sometimes, you know, you've got to meet people. It's nice to meet people outside of your um, uh, circle of friends, isn't it? And to um, kind of push things. Push things. I'm just going to stop that sentence there and go to line one. Yes, line one.
song it is but yes it's it's the kinks it took a while thank you for that let's have a look quick break 0844-499-1000 the radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night late night ian lee on talk radio we have ways of making you talk yes i'm one no okay fourth time Fourth time, guys. Fourth time. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand seven pence a minute plus access charge. Significantly more from others. Now, here's a really horrible story, but there's a there's something in it that struck me as being amazing, right? Um, and it's it's not about the actor who. I mean, gosh, blimey, gosh, I googled it, and they went, oh yeah, no, I, I knew it was him. Um, and isn't it a strange world? Isn't it a strange old world? Here we go, right? Payday loan to hire two hitmen. All right, so this is a horrible story. Okay, it's a horrible, horrible story. But there's one thing where I went, what? Really? A joiner who used cash. Oh, hang on a second. Yes, line one. Hello? Yeah, hello, you're on the air. Is that Ian? Yeah. Oh, hello, mate. It's uh, Simon. Hello, Simon. How you doing? Yeah, yeah, I was just, uh, you triggered my mind. I've been meaning to find out for a while. Do you know uh, the uh, cover of uh, Sloop John B by uh, Me First and the Gimme Gimmies? Um, how do I know the name Me First and the Gimme Gimmies? Who are those guys? I, I, I know that band. It's like this American punk super band, all these band members, they do loads of covers. Um, they do a wicked version of Sloop John B. Is it good? It's amazing. Um, me First. Um... Should, well, should we have a little listen to it, and I'll, I'll be, I'll I be. The... Like, actually, while I'm on the phone, because I'll jump off because yeah, uh, I've had a few beers. But do you remember, <laughs> like, about four years ago, we actually had a little chat on Facebook. I asked you if you wanted to play bass for me after randomly seeing you at this uh, comedy gig. I don't remember I mean, you that. Mentioned that you wanted to be in a band, so I, did... I emailed you, and you were like, "Oh, thanks, but I'm busy." <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I blew you out, man. How's the band going? Yeah, so right. if I do a little plug, it's uh, we're called Great Ape. It's uh, wearegreatape.com. Beautiful. You've done the plug. Here's the song. Let's have a listen. Oh, oh. oh no. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Oh, dear. Sweet God. This is... Well? Send it round. No, terrible. Um, line two, you're on the wireless. It's very quiet. Very quiet. But thank you very much. It is always nice to hear a um, uh, snatch of Daydream Believer. Line one. There's your fifth. Um, phone's, phone's a little bit temperamental this evening. Most, most of them are getting through, but a little bit temperamental. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. So, a joiner who used cash from a payday lender, which which just goes to prove that these payday lenders are awful, awful things because their money could be used to murder. Because we don't get that. Someone's asking on Periscope. We never get line three because we don't get that many calls yet. We normally get kind of one and two calling in at a time. Line one, you're on the wireless. Nope, there's number six. 
A joiner who used cash from a payday lender to hire hitmen to murder his ex-lover's boyfriend was jailed for life. So it's a horrible story, right? And I'll get to the bit in a minute. Well, I'll get to the bit in a second. Luigi Dali paid two assassins to hack this guy's poor guy to death, right? So two assassins to murder someone. £1,000. £1,000. Is that all? For t- two hitmen? Is, I don't know if it's, if it's bog off or whatever, but £1,000 for two hitmen. That seems very, very cheap. Yes, line one. Thank you very much indeed. I love you too. And I'll tell you what, while, while that reminds me, I've got some answer phone messages tonight. There's some good ones tonight. So um, uh, let's sit back and enjoy uh, your answer phone messages, guys. Afternoon, Ian. Uh, just listened to your show from last night, as I listened to it the day after. Glad you're sorting yourself out with Twitter. I don't understand it, actually. But keep up with what's your last. Cheers. Bye-bye.
Line one, you're on the wireless. Okay. Okay, so one of my boys' favourite songs. Thank you very much for that. 0844-499-1000 is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, uh, you're um, more than welcome to. Why have I written that down? Oh, yeah, that's not very interesting, actually. I write these things down, and then some of them, I go back to them and go, oh, oh, yeah, this is a good one. This is weird picture, right? It's a terrible. It's a terrible picture. It's a terrible picture. I'm going to show the periscopers. Look at that. Isn't that the headline is snorty boy? Snorty boy. Who's been a snorty boy then? It's horrible, right? Drug pick storm. Um, I don't know where this. Oh, it's in Bulgaria. Well, you kind of. Ex- I mean, without wishing to be rude against Bulgarians, you kind of. Ex- a shocking picture of a three-year-old boy snorting cocaine led to outrage on social media. Well, you know, you know, someone um, uh, brushing their hair could lead to outrage on social media. Because um, social media is, um, um, is full of arses. The image was uploaded with the caption, Mum and Dad's Little Junkie. It shows the lad looking directly into the camera, preparing to snort a white powdery substance. With the greatest of respect, he's not preparing to snort that because he's he's not holding the um, the rolled up note correctly. It's 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 not up against a nostril. It's in the middle of the nose. If you snort like that, it's going to be a waste. Of course, we don't condone the use of drugs here, guys, at all. Um, the family involved insist the, insist the picture was just a joke. <laughs> But was, someone tweeted, the schoolboy era, yes. But horrified social media users, oh, jeez. Horrified social media users called for the child to be taken into care. And now social services are reportedly investigating the case. Mum, Nadezda Nuri, insisted the powder was just flour, not cocaine. It wasn't cocaine, it was just flour. Line one, you're on the wireless. Get out of here! That's the longest bit I've ever heard of that song. Um, I'm watching a brilliant documentary. Speaking of documentaries, Netflix is the home of some great documentaries. Some some crap, but some good. Do- I'm watching a documentary about um, a band of which I know nothing. Uh, um, not Thin Lizzy. Um, Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister. I don't know anything about Twisted. Well, I do now because I'm halfway through a documentary about Twi- Twisted Sister. But um, um, I couldn't, even though I'm I'm about an hour into it, I couldn't name a Twisted Sister song apart from um, "Disco Sucks." I think is that one of is that actually a song they did? Um, but I'm th- I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Those guys, and what's good now is because I imagine you know Twisted Sister back in the day were seen as quite shocking and. Um, um, quite uh, outrageous, but now they're just old men, and one of them, I'm sure, is wearing a very bad wig. Yes, line one. Hello, Ian. How's it going? It's all right. Yeah. Oh, good. I've got absolutely nothing to say. 
permission to uh, permission is granted if you want to hang up. No, it's fine. I just wanted to say, love the show. Okay. Um, and that's it, really. I'm listening from Finland, so quite far away. Uh, hey, Finland, Finland, um, Finland. It's the country I'd like to be, I think, is the Monty Python I know, song. according to uh, Monty Python. That's, Why that's are you in Finland? I ask my that every, myself that every day. I don't know. Now, my, my girlfriend's from Finland, and we moved here recently from London. How are you finding it? It's all right, yeah. I mean, the winters are very, very long, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I bet they and, are. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, things like your show. We've recently had twins as well. Oh, mate. Um, boy, oh, boy. Well, congratulations. They're only a month old. Th- oh. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so we're here to be closer to her family. And, and are blah, you there blah, forever? Is that is, is is the plan to stay there forever? No. Oh. <laughs> Definitely not, no. Oh, OK. So no, I don't think so. I think, it, I, miss, I, think I miss the UK. So just, it's just why the, the, the kids are, 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 are babies? Well, that's the thing. We could maybe stay here forever. But, um... I don't know. The way I feel now, I don't think we'd stay here forever. Are you, are you, are you finding it tough? And you can be, you know, you, there's, there's no disrespect no, I'm, to your I'm wife it. or family. It's all lakes and forests. Have you ever been to Finland? I haven't. I've been to, I've been to Sweden. I imagine that's... Oh, no, do you think... Do you know, I think I did go to Finland once on, like, yeah. a day trip to meet Father Christmas. Oh, of course, in Lapland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I got... It's only the British and the Finns that think Santa Claus lives in Lapland. Well, Everyone I... else is North Pole. Well, I, I know, I think he lives in the North Pole, but I was, I was at another radio station and someone phoned up and said, would you and your producer like to go on a trip to Finland for the day? Went, oh, yes, count us here. It's one of the days when you could take freebies <laughs> like that. Um, but, it, uh, I, yes, no, but I, I, it, um, Finland's one of those countries that's kind of overlooked, isn't it? It is, and because obviously I've had some British people coming out to visit me, yeah. And everyone, you need to basically it's the kind of country you need to have a reason to go there. But when you do go here, you you tend to fall in love with the place. Very nice women, I must say. Well, you married one, and well, of course, yeah. and 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 that's going to be the only one you stick with, isn't it? I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> you don't sound convinced. <laughs> uh, well, listen, I'm glad. I'm, 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 I really appreciate we're getting loads of people listening from all over the world, which is which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm, I've been listening for years, yeah, since since ab- your absolute days. I've been listening. Oh, nice one, man. Well, listen, congratulations with the kids, and everyone's well and healthy, are they? Yeah, everyone's good. Brilliant. All right, all listen, good. well, the show's all coming good. to an end. So you're the last one. Like, yeah, thank you very much, mate. Cheers. There we go. Well, not what a lovely way to end. Um, what has been uh, quite a laid back. Show really, and, and and none the worse for it. I had literally nothing to talk about when I came in three hours ago. And if I'm honest, we've not spoken about anything. But does that really matter? Talk radio. We got entertainment, and we're not afraid to use it. Talk radio.